When you order in the McDonald's app, you and three friends could win free McDonald's for life. Choose from daily deals and all new bundles to share. And unlock exclusive merch drops for you and your squad. Ooh. Order each day for more chances to win. Limit one entry per day. Based on two meals a week for 50 years. No purchase necessary. Rules at McDonald'sForLifeSweeps.com ends 12-25-22. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things. Customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. What's going on, Facebook? What's going on, Twitter? Belly Up Fantasy Live here. Week 15, we're either in the semifinals or the playoffs or the championship round. So, lots to talk about. Let's go. Welcome in, everybody. How are y'all doing? Tom, Billy, Ryan. I'm Chris, your host, man. This is week 15. We're here in the fantasy playoffs. We're either in the semifinals or in the ship, like I mentioned earlier. Um, guys, exciting week. How are y'all doing? Doing well. Not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. In the playoffs, we're in my leagues. Yep. Yeah, Tom, uh, I don't know how that was going to hold up this week. You know, me and you were in the sem- or we were in the first round in two of our leagues, and I-, I inched one out and, you know, beat you in the War Room League, but inched one out by point one to face uh, our own Ryan Hicks in the championship. That was one of the more brutal losses I think I've taken this season. I was really just praying for a stat correction come, like, Tuesday morning, and it just never came. Yeah, me and Dan were tied in that league too, and at uh, the last second, he had a stack correction that dropped point three from Nick Chubb and or uh, Kareem Hunt and got me the Kareem win. Hunt. Absolutely ridiculous, Billy. How are you doing in some of your home leagues, man? How's Sam doing? Uh, Sam's uh, eliminated, barely missed the playoffs by a points tiebreaker. Uh, oh. he, had, he had some injuries down the stretch, but uh, did pretty well. Um, that league, I am. Firmly in the semifinals after a six-game win streak. Got me the two-seed in the bye week, so we'll see how that goes. And then uh, my big league that's been going uh, since before my time, 1997. I'm a four-time defending champ, currently riding out first place right now with the one-game lead. But we play league of record through week 17, so uh, it can happen still. So it's pretty wild there, but hoping to hold on. I have a hell of a lineup. Made some great trades this year. Uh, Took advantage of some stuff, so... Hopefully my guys keep it together. 
keep losing quarterbacks, though. I've lost Joe Burrow, Dak Prescott, Matt Stafford now. So uh might be relying on Jalen Hurts in a two-quarterback league. So we'll see how it goes. Just crossing our fingers to hang on right now. That's definitely a guy we'll talk about because obviously waivers hit and he was available in a bunch of leagues. Um, obviously, we know what Tom has to say about him. But, Ryan, let's roll into the intro. Let's get this fire going. All right. I had a double did it. I That's all right. It. I did it. All right, you ready? I think you double did it. There we go. There we go. What time is it? It's time for the intro. It means it's just about time for a sick flow. Week 14 was a big one for info, and our guys are so hot that your skin glows. So let's get into the games for this weekend. Let's take all these stats to the deep end because ain't no time for rest or sleeping. All our fancy seeds will be reaping because it's harvest time and playoffs are ripe. A championship season is coming down the pipe. If you don't listen to us, then you <laughs> then you better not gripe. When we're the best in the biz, Believe you best believe the hype. When we're rock. Uh, when you are rocking with me, Chris, Billy, and Tom, you're rocking with the best, and we're really the bomb. The words we spit are all wisdom, and c- you could call that a mis- you could call them a psalm. You, we should take over the website bestthereare.com because our takes are fire and our knowledge is are legit. We're popping so much we could call us a zit. You could call us a zit. And there ain't no stopping us. We ain't won't ever quit because the fantasy throne is where we're gonna sit. So for all you listeners, thanks. We love you. Whether tons of people listen or only a few, we love all the feedback. We honestly do. So let's get to the games. Thanks for joining the crew. Awesome job, Ryan. Thank you so much, sir. Um, and before we get into the week 15 matchups, guys, that hot fire intro, this hot fire podcast is all sponsored by Manscaped, man. Support for Belly Up Fancy Live comes from Manscaped who's the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels. Guys, Christmas is a week away pretty much, and uh, jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past, guys. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about Manscaped, the perfect package 3.0. Man, I remember when I was a a little bit younger and less refined using scissors and a razor, uh, pull it and, you know, being real scared, having that, uh, Oh, Jim moment from American pie Two almost happened a couple times. Super scary. Not anymore with the lawnmower 3.0 and the perfect package 3.0 get refined. It's amazing. It'll change your life. Your significant other will definitely thank you. So, for this holiday season, for you, your friends, your family, your loved ones, get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at manscaped.com today. Right there. Promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping. Guys, let's move on to the Week 15 matches, what we're all itching for. Guys, you're either in the ship or you're almost there. This is the one of the best parts of fantasy football. Um, we're going to take it over with the Thursday night game, the four and nine chargers who were just like pounding your head up against the wall, watching them finish games versus the seven and six Raiders uh, over under on this game. So far as 54 and a half points. Uh, I love the over under. I think that's going to be awesome for this Thursday night game. Uh, I, I have a lot of fantasy relevant players going on in this game, including Justin Herbert. Uh, Justin Herbert, currently the quarterback nine, 
255.2 points, well over his expected average points. Here's what is really, really exciting about this kid, though. His A dot is 7.3. He's targeting players down the field. And with a line that's semi-banged up, I suppose, who haven't played all together all year, they've kept the pocket clean 73.3% of the time, and he's completing 98% of these balls from that clean pocket. Absolutely ridiculous. So I'm hoping that he can shred this Las Vegas defense who's been susceptible to the pass and offer, or who's given up 46 total touchdowns this year. Um, On the other side of that, I'm really not looking too much from anybody except for my man, Josh Jacobs, who gave us all a scare in our group chat. Ryan, you were very upset. I was upset too, because I've got a lot of shares of this guy, but what are you going to do? He's a football player. He doesn't care about our fantasy football teams, and I don't blame him, but I believe this week he is going to light it up and go off. Um, Josh Jacobs, obviously everyone knows how much I love this kid, but I drafted him very high right now. He's the running back 11, 183 PPR points, but here's the volume guys. So far when they're winning, he's getting over 23 touches per game, currently averaging 19.8. So I like the volume that we're getting right here. Um, I obviously Darren, the walrus waller, but I'll let Ryan or Billy talk about tight end since y'all are the tight end you guys um billy what do you have man yeah on the on the raiders side of the ball they're gonna be missing henry ruggs this week i believe due to the covid list uh so i mean if you have nelson Aguilar, he might be a good flex start for you not that you want to rely on that but the chargers defense is pretty tough against you know they're mediocre everywhere across the board but they're relatively tough against the pass so i'm not too excited about Derek carr if they win this game it's going to be on the back of josh jacobs uh, the Chargers defense is number two against the tight end position, only allowing eight receptions over the last four games. So that bodes well for them uh, trying to somewhat contain Darren Waller. I'm not sure you can completely stop him. He's just out of control this year. But on the Chargers side of the ball, I mean, they're playing good. Keenan Allen, uh, this guy's been consistent. He he's only has three games without a touchdown since week three. I mean, that is a pillar of, of consistency right there for you. And Austin Eckler just brings back a whole different element uh, to this passing game uh, for Herbert, not having to force some of those balls. And I think it also brings some coverage down and has allowed him to complete some of those balls downfield. Uh, Chargers haven't been winning games, but they're playing everybody tough. I like I like, I like, like the Chargers in this game. I think the Raiders are going to reel here late in the season. This is a tough game for me. Uh, firstly, I'm off Jacobs 100%. That pissed me off real bad. You don't do that. I care about fantasy football. I don't care if he does. But he hasn't been that great lately. Honestly, I have not been impressed with what I've been seeing. I don't know. I'm not blaming that on him. But for me, I'm not really high on him this week. I'm curious about Eckler, Allen, and Williams, how their health is going to be moving forward because they're all three banged up in some way or another. So um, if all three are healthy, I think the Chargers can take this. I don't think all three are going to be fully healthy. So I actually think the Raiders are going to win this. Carr's going to have a big game. This might be another big game uh, p- potential for Rugs. Aguilar still has the big game potential. Uh, for me, sign me up for some Raiders, but not Josh Jacobs. Give me the receivers and what I think should be, like Scott said, a high-scoring game. Um, what do you think? Yeah, uh, I do think it's going to be a bit of a shootout. Both defenses do pretty poorly against pass, um, You know, particularly giving up points to the quarterback. Um, right now, Las Vegas – 10th most points allowed to quarterbacks, uh, Los Angeles ninth most. So pretty even there. Uh, the difference that I'm seeing is that Los Angeles allowing the 18th most points to receivers, uh, whereas Vegas 11th most. So 
I'm in on both quarterbacks. I think they're going to throw the ball a lot. We all know Herbie fully loaded going into the playoffs here. Justin Herbert's going to sling the ball like he's done all season. Um, Derek Carr going to do the same thing. It's just a matter of who's going to get the touches. Um, I think for Vegas, it's going to be Darren Waller. Um, you know, the receivers are going to get some volume, but it's, I don't think that that's the, the best play of the week this, uh, this week. Um, you know, for Los Angeles with everyone being banged up, I, I don't know that I would be willing to go in on one specific guy without knowing exactly, you know, what's the status of each player going into the game. That To me, that's more of a, a Sunday morning call. There's excuse me, a, a Thursday morning call, I guess. Uh, you know, how are these guys looking headed into game time? I got, I've got one question about this that I just thought of. I put it in the chat. I don't know if Henry Ruggs is going to play this week. So if he doesn't play, Waller probably gets those targets, right? Like you were mentioning, Tom. And I think I, Scott called it Waller gets a TD. I think that's right, too. Ruggs I think Waller out. has a bomb game. Yeah, well, so we had a lot tougher time guarding the tight end than they have receivers. Yeah. That's yeah, all with Ruggs out, give me Aguilar. I want more Aguilar. Not wrong there. Yep. Unfortunately. Yeah. Tom, kick us over to the next game. Let's keep it rolling. Yeah, man. Next game up, we got Buffalo 10 and 3 going into Denver 5 and 8. Uh, over under 50 and a half. I'm taking the over on this one. Uh, again, I think this is two strong quarterbacks. I mean, let's be honest. Josh Allen, this might be a bit of a stretch, but if you're going to do like a top five for MVP candidates, he's probably in that top five. There is a separation, of course, from Rodgers and Mahomes to the rest of the group. But I think that having you know um, Josh Allen up there is reasonable. I mean, there's a guy almost 3,700 passing yards so far, almost 70% completion percentage, uh, 28 touchdowns, nine interceptions. And then he's also added 350 yards and six touchdowns on the ground. So, I mean, solid play from him. Obviously, fantasy, he's been a stud all season. Uh, right now, he's in at the quarterback five. He's been right up in that top five all year. So, obviously, a must play. We all know where uh, you know where we sit on, on Buffalo. Denver, I still have faith in Drew Locke. Um, he's been hit or miss this season. He's had some bad games and some great games. Last week, great game, 280 passing yards and four touchdowns. Uh, this week, going up against Buffalo, Buffalo eighth most points to the quarterback, twenty third most to receivers. So I will say, uh, you know, as far as Denver's receivers, I love Der- Jerry Judy, but I'm maybe a little bit hesitant to put him in this week. Uh, I'd be a lot bigger on Noah Fant this week uh, based on the matchup. Man, is it just going to be tight end week this week? Ryan and Billy are just going to start shotgunning beers and everything like that. Every, tight end's going to score every every game. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned Jerry Judy, Tom. I mean, he's been a guy that on paper he should just be lighting it up, right? But things just aren't going Denver's way. Um, I I still like him. He's getting seven red zone targets so far this season, leading the team um, from the wide receiver position. And then on the opposite side from that, I like Stefan Diggs on the opposite side. Obviously, he's been lighting it up. It's pretty much a a no-brainer right there. But – Stefan Diggs already over well over a thousand yards, commanding close to thirty percent of the target share from Josh Allen. Uh, I don't think Denver's going to be able to stop Stefan Diggs, so I really like both of those guys going forward in this week. Yeah, it, I mean, you talk about Stefan Diggs, and this guy's a target monster. He's getting double digit targets almost every week. Fastest to one hundred receptions this year, 
and he really kind of carried that Bills team down the stretch last week in that impressive win over the Steelers. I mean, this guy, they talked about being a diva, maybe wouldn't fit in that well in Buffalo, and, man, he has just showed up, and he has been the missing piece. If these guys still had John Brown on the field, this would be a really scary offense. The only thing they're really missing is a consistent running game, but I think Singletary and, and Moss are serviceable if they had to rely on a run game late in the game. I think those guys could get it done, but they just they rely all on Josh Allen, which is fine. It's working. On the Broncos side of the ball, I'm with you guys on this. I really like Drew Locke. You know, if he was on the field more and didn't miss time with injuries, you know, we might be talking about a quarterback that's kind of coming up the tiers of where we rank guys fantasy-wise. And, and I really think that uh, um, Melvin Gordon in the backfield, he had, a, he had a decent week last week, uh, 68 yards on 13 carries. It's a little over five yards a carry. That's pretty serviceable. You know, that's enough to lean on if you had to. And uh, Noah Fant, I liked him last week, left the game with an illness non-COVID-related should be back in action. I really like him this week as well. And another guy to keep your eye on that's slowly been kind of working into the Broncos offense is K.J. Hamler. Two touchdowns last week. He's had a couple glimpses, not a real big workload. I mean, it's a real shot in the dark for your semifinal matchup this week. Maybe you wouldn't rely on him here, but keep your eye on him if you need a receiver here late. Yeah, I also like Tim Patrick. Uh, that guy just seems to manage to consistently produce when I keep expecting him not to. Uh, His but name's for me, boring. Yeah, you have two, can't have two first names. Uh, to me, I don't want anything to do with Denver this week just because I think Buffalo's kind of getting ship-shape and rounding into form. That being said, Denver may have to throw to keep up. Um, but, yeah, I think it's been an unfair season for Locke because Sutton's been out all year, which has made life harder on everybody. Sutton's a beast. It would have made Judy's life easier, Fant's life easier, the run game's life easier. So, he's to me, he's still yet to get a fair shake, so I'm going to hold – back on any criticisms I have for his growing pains that we're seeing right now. I like what I see. On the other side of the ball, I don't know if they really need the run game because they have the quarterback that can make the run game better. So like I, like you said, Billy, agree with Singletary and Moss. Between them, they can be a serviceable back. But uh, Josh Allen really takes away a lot of their fantasy uh, ceiling with his run game ability, with the, what he can do with his legs. Uh, but for me, Allen is matchup proof. Uh, so you start him no matter what. And on Denver, I do like some of the guys there, but I just think Buffalo's kind of tipping into form for playoffs right now, and I don't think Denver's going to get a lot of points on the board. Anything else, guys, before we move on to the next game? All right, the next game, we got Carolina at Green Bay, over under 51. Uh, Give me the over. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Hey, it's Jan from Toyota, reminding you that Toyotathon is on and here to help make your holidays extra magical. How? Maybe it's driving in a Tacoma in search of the perfect hill to sled down. Popping from store to store in a Prius to find the perfect gift. You did it. How'd you know? Or it could be something much more simple, like surprising loved ones in a RAV4 hybrid. 
You made it! Bobby, <laughs> you're all grown up! And seeing their faces light up when you pull up to their home. Stop by Toyotathon and make this holiday one to remember. It's the perfect opportunity to gather with your friends and family, both near and far. Dealer inventory may vary. Current offers on these vehicles end November 30th. Offers are subject to change throughout Toyotathon, which ends on January 3rd. See your participating Toyota dealer for details. Toyota, let's go places. I'm going to smash you over on that. Uh, Green Bay is legit. They are the best team in the NFC, I think, um, just because Rodgers has been uh, – nobody has been better than him right now, and there is nobody that's been better than Adams right now either. Uh, combined Jones, uh, Lazard getting healthy, MVS with his big game potential, Tanyan, my goodness, this team has weapons all day. Um, so Carolina's about to get smashed. I don't know what Green Bay is going to score, but it's going to be a ton. I want a ton of exposure. And I don't really want that much exposure to anybody outside Robbie Anderson for Carolina because, again, they're going to get behind bad, and they're going to have to launch the ball. And that's a recipe for a big day for Robbie Anderson. Even though I don't think they put a lot of points on the board, I think Anderson's going to get a ton of yards. So for me, give me all of Green Bay. I love Green Bay this week. But Carolina, no, except for Anderson, just because that is the guy you play when they're going to get donkey stomped. Anderson's going to be the deep ball. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you're wrong. Um, I mean, obviously, you, you have to throw the ball to keep up with Green Bay. The way that they're playing right now, they're going to put up points, and Teddy Bridgewater's going to have to throw a lot. Uh, for that reason, I'm in on Teddy. I mean, you guys know Teddy's been one of my guys this season. Um, and honestly, he really hasn't looked bad. I mean, is he a stud? No. But is he a sneaky DFS play? Possibly. Is he a good, you know, super flex QB2 kind of position? I think so. Um, I mean, you look at last week. 283, no passing touchdowns, but a rushing touchdown, right? Teddy Bridgewater hasn't gone without a touchdown since week six against the Bears, right? And other than that, uh, the only he, he's only had two games without touchdowns. There's Tampa Bay week two and Chicago week six. So, I mean, that's not bad as far as a value goes because he was very cheap to obtain and he's going to be very cheap in, again, DFS. Uh, Scott Davis just brought up Mike Davis. I think that might be his brother or something. I don't know. Big play, though, CMC um, practiced Tuesday, did not practice today, and his status for tomorrow's practice is already updated. Not doing it. He's not going to play this week. It's not going to happen. Um, glad I got rid of him. I don't know if y'all remember that, but uh, with CMC out, Mike Davis early on going to get some touches, might get some red zone stuff. He might be a little fancy relevant, or um, excuse me, touchdown uh, reliant, but I think still a good play. Um, and then, like you said, Robbie Anderson, a great play, you know, with Carolina, he's going to get touches. He's going to get big plays last week, went for eight for 84. Uh, I mean, it's, that's who they're going to feed the ball to. And yeah. Green Bay is Green Bay. <laughs> I mean, this is probably one of my favorite games of the week. I've got a lot of stuff to talk about on this game. The 51 points, like you mentioned, smash the over on this one. Um, it's going to be fun to watch, too, Saturday night. Super fun, right? Green Bay's given up close to 25 points per game, 22 touchdowns through the air uh, at 7.3 a rip. So, like y'all mentioned, Teddy Bridgewater, Tom, your guys should have a great day. I, both y'all mentioned the guys that I want to talk about, and Scott, I guess, in the comments did as well. Mike Davis, Robbie Anderson, right, Ryan? Robbie Anderson, 9.4 air yards per target. He is the deep ball threat. He's going to be th- 
Teddy's going to have to throw it to him. But here's the cool thing, right? When you look at both these guys, Mike Davis and Robbie Anderson, they're both getting targeted in the red zone, tied for a team high of 11 red zone targets each. Crazy. So both these guys have big play potential, and I want to play all three. You could probably Voltron stack these guys in DFS, and I would not say that you were stupid because you're probably going to get a good value out of most of these guys. Um, on the opposite side, though, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, I mean, what are you going to say about these guys? You're not not going to play them, right? They're Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, probably the number one, number two, or number one combo in the league right now. But for more deeper, I guess, and just kind of get into it, MBS was my guy, right? Uh, currently the wide receiver 48, but he's played over expected points by close to 35 points per game or 35 points total. He's getting those crazy targets where you don't think this cat is going to catch the ball. And he's like, Oh wait, I got the extra inch. I'm going to get this ball. He's getting 34 touches for the last four, four games total. So at six touches a game, that's ridiculous. 620 scrimmage yards or 612 scrimmage yards, sorry, and five touchdowns. MBS, man, he could be your fix-your-flex fantasy saver uh, for this. Billy, what do you have to add to this, brother? I'm glad you brought up Mike Davis and his receiving uh, targets in the red zone because I feel like it's going to come into play in this game, and the Packers are pretty tough defensively. They're, they're mediocre across the board. But when you look at the, you know, how they handle some teams, they're going to score fantasy points because a lot of times they're kicking your ass. So you're going to have to throw. You're going to have to get out. You're going to try to score points. The Panthers may have DJ Moore back in this game. Not that that takes away from Robbie Anderson. I actually think it's a little bit better for Robbie Anderson because DJ Moore is really the guy that dictates coverage in this offense. And that's what allowed Robbie Anderson to really gash everybody deep. He's got a real good shot of having a couple deep shots in this game that he gets to the house. And Mike Anderson is very serviceable. If he's on your roster, he's a great guy to play this week. The Packers are relatively forgiving against the running backs. On the Packers side of the ball, I believe Aaron Jones is going to have one of those monster games where just every time he touches the ball, he rips off a 30-yard run and just keeps scoring. He he hasn't had a huge game in a while. He's been greatly consistent, which is awesome. But I think he's due for one of those just explosions. And the Panthers have been one of the most forgiving to touchdowns to the running back position in the last two seasons. So I feel like this is a great spot for him. Devontae Adams playing out of this world. He's got touchdowns in every game but week two and three, I believe, this year, or three and four maybe, and four games of multiple touchdown catches. I mean, he's just been unbelievable. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to go off in this one. But one thing I think could happen, remember Alan Lazard at the beginning of the year, he came out of the gate really hot, missed some time with injury. He's finally working back in that offense and saw a couple targets late in that game. MVS really starting to excel. I believe that they could kind of forget about Lazard, and it could be a big night for him as well uh, in Green Bay. I like the Packers, eight-and-a-half-point favorite. I think they cover and the over. But I think the Panthers give them, uh, give them a fit for probably three quarters before Rodgers just handles business and Aaron Jones shuts him down. So uh, I think this will be a fun game to watch from a fantasy perspective for sure. Next game, we got uh, the Detroit Lions at five and eight, visiting the Tennessee Titans at nine and four. Got over under forty six points. Uh, I, I, I like the over in this one as well. Uh, Tennessee allows the fifth most points to quarterback, and Detroit allows the sixth most. And Tennessee's allowing the ninth ninth most points to running backs. But uh, most of that is is receiving yards. They're tied for the most receptions over the last month with Houston for twenty eight. But is Matthew Stafford going to be healthy? Saw him take a late hit, kind of got folded up funny. A little bit of a rib injury listed as questionable. So, uh, you know, I'm kind of curious. If Chase Daniel starts, 
I'm avoiding all my Lions except for maybe DeAndre Swift. And and they haven't really been all that giving the Titans anyway, haven't been all that giving to the running backs. They've only given haven't given up a hundred yard day since Calvin Cook hit him for a buck eighty in week three. So uh, Swift maybe a good flex spot for him. They might rely on him in the run game and try to slow the Titans offense down. But on the other side of the ball, King Henry, I think he's gonna go for another two bucks, man. Another two hundred yard game. He is just late in the year. Guys don't want to tackle this guy. A.J. Brown has 29 targets and five touchdowns over his last four games. He's just falling out of control with uh, with uh, Tannehill there. So um, I like the Titans. I like them big. I like them early. Uh, and I'll let, I'll let Ryan continue on here because these are his guys. He's been pounding the table for you all season with these guys. Yeah, please. Right, let A.J. B. be a hundred. Go ahead. Do what? The screen. What's wrong with the screen? Give me AJB. I'm with it. I was going to AJ real quick while y'all are talking about AJB. <laughs> Look, in my opinion, this is one of the worst pass defenses in the league, guys. This is an AJB week all day. Pinto's just mad because I got AJB in that matchup we're playing in the title for this week. I don't know what I you're hope he plays. About. I hope he plays because this is a must-play AJB week. If AJB doesn't play – then my goodness, you have got to get Corey Davis. So I still think Corey Davis is a good play this week. Uh, also, I think Jonu Smith is a sneaky play this week because they're probably going to – here's why. I know, I know the matchup isn't exactly the greatest, but if they want to be at their utmost potential right now, Jonu Smith needs to be involved in this offense in some capacity, and I feel like he hasn't been involved enough. So because I do think they're going to spank Detroit pretty good – this is a good week to get Janu back in the swing of things like he was in the beginning of the year when they were really cruising. So now I'm not going to be high on Janu, but I do think this is a sneaky, sneaky tight end play this week, considering he has not been so hot lately. Um, if you're in a league where, say, you have Mike Jacecki and he ends up not playing this week, I'd be fine sticking in Janu Smith as my backup with the high upside that he has, especially in a matchup like this where I do think Tennessee is going to get to do whatever they want to do. And that could mean a Johnny Smith touchdown. Um, on the other side of the ball, I love Hawk. Hawk is an awesome tight end. To me, he's a no-brainer tight end one uh, this year. Otherwise, no, I don't. The Stafford inconsistency, Swift since his concussion has been weirding me out. Stafford's uh, out. Yeah, that's what I mean, the, the Stafford injury. So, yeah, he's, he's officially out. Don't touch Detroit. This is going to get ugly. More on Henry, only Hawkinson and then all of Tennessee, especially AJB if he plays, and especially Corey Davis if he doesn't. Tom? Yeah, I wish I could be bigger on DeAndre Swift. Like, I, I love the guy. He looks so good. Then the concussion happens. He hasn't been the same since. And even if he's going to get back to some normalcy this week, I don't think he's going to have the ability to because without Stafford out there, you're not going to succeed. Who's the backup? Is it Chase Daniel, right? Oh, God. I mean, that's SEC, baby. The, the best career you could ask for to make the most money the easiest way possible. How many throws has he ever completed? It's like it's less than like a hundred passes. I think he's completed in his career, and he's making like sixty million dollars. It's fantastic. Wish I could do that. Yeah, like the Brock Osweiler deal. Yeah. Yes. But, uh, I mean, as far as this game goes, yeah, definitely sticking away from Detroit. I just can't. I can't get with anybody. There's nobody that I trust. I mean, I guess the biggest thing would just be Hawkinson, just because he's a big target, easy for somebody to hit. 
even Chase Daniel can complete a pass to him. Um, and Detroit at some point will complete a pass or two. Um, on the other side, though, the biggest thing I can say is, number one, Derrick Henry wins games. I'd love to see the stats on how many teams starting Derrick Henry lost last week or any week. And I think that that's going to just become worse this – or maybe not worse, but it's it's going to become more prevalent this week because Detroit has the worst – defense against running backs. They allow the most points to running backs. And I think this will not be an exception to that. Derrick Henry going for 300 yards, four touchdowns. I mean, he's going to run all over him. But I believe that takes us to the next game. Is that correct? Oh, no. Sorry, Pinto, this is you. I'm sorry. I'm trying to skip over you like you did last week. I have very little to say about this game. Just (laughs) There's, y'all have covered most of it. I mean, I mean, I'm just sitting back listening. I'm like, yep, yep, yep. I guess I'll add about DeAndre Swift because he's an SEC running back, right? The volume play, running back to right. So, I, if he's going to be the only guy available for this team with Chase Daniel, so he'll be getting the checkdowns, he'll be getting the runs. M- maybe they still stay true to Adrian Peterson. I'm not sure, but as of right now. DeAndre Swift, he's he's he can be the bell cow and against this defense, I'm I'm gonna fire him up as a running back two all day. Uh Ryan Tannehill, I'm gonna agree with Ryan this week. And if y'all have seen our group chat or our group text, which y'all will never see, I will have to eat crow again this week because last week AJB got seven receptions. This week AJB is probably going to get like nine or some crazy number because Derrick Henry, yes, he can do whatever he wants against this defense, but I think this is going to be a tune-up game for Ryan Tannehill and this and these pass catchers uh, leading into the playoffs or deeper into the playoffs for the NFL season because Vrabel's going to want to make sure that these guys are good to go, right, if they need it. And so I believe that A.J. Brown this week will probably be the wide receiver number two on the week. Nope. Sorry, guys. Nope. I'm not going that far. Two's great. Look, look, you got me at number two this week, so let's let's leave it at that, right? Okay? I'm happy with you. Now we can move on to the next game, okay? Two's not. But, I mean, we'll move on to the next game, but, yes, A.J.B. will thrive this week. Um Speaking about thriving this week, guys, I mean, obviously Ryan and Billy, everyone in our chat is super high on this guy. But let's talk about Thrive Fantasy, guys. Come hashtag prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. Use promo code BELLYUP uh, when you sign up today, and you'll receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. So So download the Thrive Fantasy app today. Going on to... The six and seven Bears versus the six and seven Vikings, man. Uh, division rivalry, crazy. Forty six point over under. I'm. I don't know if I'm going to be crazy enough, but I'm going to go with the under on this game. Um, I just think it's going to be a pretty big defensive battle. Uh, yeah, you got Monty who's been super heating it up, and you got Dalvin Cook, uh, who's obviously one of the league leaders, but. You know, when you look at this, Mitch Trubisky is coming in, and he's been playing better, right? 
Cole Kement's been playing good. Allen Robinson's been playing out of his mind. If anyone has Allen Robinson as like their flex or something in a championship game, they're probably winning. No problem, hands down. What do y'all think? Probably. Yeah, definitely. Probably. He's in my flex against Ryan. <laughs> problem is AJB's on the other team. <laughs> well, man, I love A Rob this week. Moving forward, though. David Montgomery, guys, he has been lighting fantasy playoffs up right now. He's rivaling a lot of these, like, Derrick Henry-type running backs with this volume that he's getting, these big breaks of these games. Like, he's got fresh legs, the offensive line's ready to play. It's crazy what they're doing in Chicago and running back nine on the year. So if you drafted him in, what, the third, fourth, maybe the fifth round, you're loving what you're seeing in this guy. Um uh, on the opposite end of that, Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson, my, I guess he would be my 1A to James Robinson, possibly, for Offensive Rookie of the Year, just because James Robinson has nothing else out there, brother. I mean, he's uh, he's the dude. But Justin Jefferson, over a 1,000 yards as a rookie, is in this crazy division that he's in with a run-heavy offense. So I like those guys. And then, obviously, Captain Kirk, you're firing him up all day against this defense. So I think he's going to have to throw a little bit. Now, this was a pretty low-scoring game the last time these guys met. I think it was like 19-13. to 13. Uh, Dalvin Cook had 30 carries in that game, just under 100 yards to help seal a deal for the Vikings. But with Mitchell Trubisky, I think this offense is just a little bit more of an element to it. I'm not saying he's playing great quarterback, but fantasy-wise, he is scoring fantasy points. Allen Robinson's getting targeted a lot. And uh, – Three of the last four games, David Montgomery's had 70-plus yards uh, rushing. So uh, if, you're, if you held on to him all year, you're, you're very happy about how it's turning out here down the playoff stretch. Getting in the end zone, really efficient. I mean, two games with 11 carries where he's had over 100 yards rushing and scored a touchdown in those games. And the, re- and the receiving totals are starting to be pretty good. He's had 40, 39, and 42 yards receiving over the last three weeks. So you're really liking that. On the Vikings side of the ball, Dalvin Cook, obviously you're firing him up. Hopefully he gets in the end zone. He had a decent outing for you last time he played the Bears, uh, but no no touchdowns. But uh, Thielen, Jefferson, uh, you know, you're always firing those guys up. I think this game gets to be a little bit more high scoring just because these guys played uh, several weeks ago and it was such a dogfight. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Guys, 2022's been a roller coaster year, so spoil her this Christmas by giving her the next best thing to wearing nothing at all with soft, silky, naturally nude pajamas exclusively from Pajamagram. Sensuous and smooth, naturally nude pajamas feel just like her own bare skin, even more alluring than lingerie. The texture and touch of these pajamas is so seductive that you'll both love the feel of them. She'll love the feeling of wearing next to nothing at all, and you'll love the way they look. 
Best of all, Pajamagram does the wrapping for you with free gift packaging. Order today and Pajamagram will also include a free matching naturally nude nightie with the purchase of naturally nude pajamas. That is free gift packaging and a free naturally nude nightie when you order today. Just go to Pajamagram.com. It's fast, easy, and delivery by Christmas is guaranteed. That's Pajamagram.com. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, the interesting plays are the backs. Obviously, those are the the more surefire backs. Um, uh, It's weird that Chicago is so vulnerable against a tight end. I wish I knew that Minnesota had a tight end that I would trust in fantasy because that's a weird little stat about their fourth uh, against tight ends, like the fourth worst. Uh, On the other side, Minnesota is the worst against receivers. So, yeah, Allen Robinson – I even like Mooney and Miller, and if you could figure out which one of them is going to be the number two guy this week, I'd lean Mooney. Um, And then something to pay attention to for anybody who has Jimmy Graham, it looks like Cole Komet has won that job. Uh, He's getting – he's out-targeting him every week. Why wouldn't you get the young guy the run now? So for me – but I I could see this being a low-scoring game, and I could also see this being a really high-scoring game and getting a little out of control. But the problem is I trust Chicago's defense more than I trust Chicago's offense. So I'm going to lean on the low-scoring game and go under. I'm not – other than A-Rob, I'm not super excited about anybody in this matchup. Um, but I do see, obviously, Cook and Monty and then Kirk and uh, Trubisky, to me, are okay plays if you don't have better options. But I'm not that excited about anybody but A-Rob. Tom, what are you thinking? Yeah, um, Allen Robinson's a top-10 receiver. If you disagree with that, you're wrong. I'm sorry. You're wrong. He is. Um, I mean, I'm firing him up this week, obviously. Until you're muted. Oh, I was going to say 224.7 points, number seven overall. There you go. Even beyond fantasy, though, like it just ability wise, like I think going into this year, a lot of people I almost forgot about Allen Robinson because the quarterback play has always been terrible. Like, Jay Cutler, right? Come on. So, no, fire up Allen Robinson, obviously. Darnell Mooney hasn't had a single dropped pass this year. Yes, dropped yes. pass. He's had targets and not received, but no drops. I mean, it doesn't get much more efficient than that, right? Um, so with those things being said, why doesn't Mitch Trubisky play like he did last week? Every single week. What is the issue? You have a good running back in Montgomery. You had Cohen and Montgomery, so you had two running backs. Their offensive line's not bad, not great. It's, it's average, right, at worst. You have Cole Komet. You had Jimmy Graham. You're kind of, you know, two tight ends there. And you have the Spears. What is the issue? It's not like Matt Nagy's the worst play caller in the NFL. I mean, I'm from Philadelphia. I know about bad play callers. <laughs> right? New York. Yeah, I mean, come on. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I just don't understand how Mitch Trubisky doesn't play like that every single week. Um, with that being said, I'm not firing up Mitchell Trubisky this week. <laughs> um, on the other side, though, rookie of the year, Justin Herbert and Justin Jefferson. It's that, the Justins. That's pretty good. They're offensive rookie of the year. That's going to be it. I'm sorry. It is. Uh, those are the guys I'm going with. Um, and honestly, even with Chicago is the 29th, um, excuse me, they're only the 29th most points to receivers this year. 
They are fantastic against receivers, right? Justin Jefferson's still going for 102 touchdowns. Oh, I'm not sure about that. That seems that's that's too hot for my oh. take. It's it's a little spicy. I know. I, I mean, like I, like I love spicy. spicy. I like Justin Jefferson too. Me too. Why not? If you guys like spicy, though, I got the thing for you. What's that? Hoff and pepper. Mm. Hoff and pepper's hoff sauce is handcrafted with farm fresh jalapenos and habaneros. And Hoff's original Hoff sauce has gone on to win numerous awards and gain international recognition. Hoff and Pepper always strives to create sauces and seasonings that enhance flavors with balanced heat profiles. Every one of their handmade products is manufactured in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and is naturally vegan and gluten-free. So make sure you guys use code BELLYUP to get 10% off of your order at HoffandPepper.com today. I know I got some of that coming in for Christmas presents. Um, about you guys, but it is freaking delicious. But that brings us into the next game of the week. Um, one of the garbage fests that we have, uh, you know, this week. I hope Marco's still in the chat. <laughs> I hope Marco is still here because it's San Francisco five and eight going into Dallas four and nine over under 45 and a half for the record. Dallas is still not out of the playoffs, which is, terrible to say but somehow they're not um they will be after this week though so i hope you're ready for that marco but um taking a look at this game dallas's defense has gotten slightly better we talked about it last week you brought back uh, leighton vander esch so updating what they're doing quarterbacks allowing the 12th most points running back still the sixth most points receiver the second most tight end the 18th most they're matching up well against tight end, which really in this matchup, George Kittle probably not back this week, maybe back next week, possibly. They just activate him from IR, so we'll see. But it's not really a big deal um, you know, to see what's going to happen against tight ends. It's going to be the Nick Mullins show. Nick Mullins is actually a good quarterback, and I think a lot of people sleep on him. Uh, I mean, mind you, this has been a decimated San Francisco team, and this is a guy that's gone for um, – 2,200 yards, 10 touchdowns. He does have 10 interceptions, but again, you haven't had receivers. You haven't had a line. It's it's a beat-up team around him, and he's not a, an official starter. Uh, he's a backup quarterback. Those are pretty respectable numbers. Going up against Dallas, I could see him easily going for 250, 300 yards here just because they can't stop receivers. And all of a sudden, San Francisco's receivers are healthier than they've been for a long time. Yeah, Brandon Ayuk healthy, Kendrick Bourne's healthy, Trent Taylor's healthy. I mean, they have some options out there that they can make some plays happen here. Uh, so I in DFS, I think that Nick Mullins could be a sneaky play that is incredibly cheap. Yeah, we, we talked about this earlier when you were sending over uh, some of your waiver wire stuff, Tom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., if he's on the waiver wire anywhere – this dude is in line to get a huge workload against this Dallas defense who, yes, has been good in – or they've been better. Better. There we go. That's the word. Better than they have been. Uh, still, though, 12 rushing touchdowns against these Cats, 7.9 yards a rip through the air. Jeff Wilson Jr. with this offensive line should see 
no less than what I would say 17 carries and maybe three or four touches through the year. So I'm firing him up really fast in a lot of leagues. Um, and then Brandon Ayuk on this side, he is pretty much quarterback proof. If like, like the new Hopkins thing, right? Newt can play with anyone. I think this kid, Brandon Ayuk can pretty much play with anyone as well. Um, he's been lighting it up for a lot of fantasy teams and, probably carrying them in the playoffs with touchdown sensations and his PPR scoring um, or his, his catch is catching uh, currently the wide receiver number 30 and he's getting six touches a game. So targets well over the six touches, obviously, but Brandon Ayuk in your wide receiver three or flex position is going to light it up. And everyone knows how high I was on, on Zeke. He, we were talking about this before the show, guys. We're going to do a show in the offseason that's going to be our worst takes. And, you know, no excuses. Zeke was probably one of my worst takes because I had him as running back essentially 1B to CMC. We all know how this is ending out. So I'm not going to talk about Zeke anymore. The only guy I will talk about on the Dallas Cowboys roster that is probably going to shine this week is going to be CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb with anybody, just kind of like Brandon Ayuk. This wide receiver class is ridiculous. CeeDee Lamb is at the top of this rookie freshman class. So he is going to score a touchdown for sure this week uh, against this defense that has not allowed that many touchdowns through the air um, just because he's going to outwork them. I believe it. I know it's going to happen. Billy, please say I'm right about something. <laughs> I really like Brandon Ayuk, especially with Debo Samuel being out with another injury. It's been a really rough year for him. I really like Debo, but um, Brandon Ayuk has really shined in his absence and played even better without him on the field, uh, which just goes to show they've got two great wide receivers uh, moving forward in the future with Kittle, Garoppolo. I mean, just again, this 49ers team has just been decimated by injuries. Uh, otherwise, we'd be talking about a whole lot different record than five and eight, and maybe a team challenging for the for home field in the NFC. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. should be the play of this game. The only real weakness on either one of these teams is Dallas has given up the fourth most points to running backs over the last month or so. Uh, that bodes well for him. He's played really well in games when he's gotten uh, you know a legitimate amount of carries and had three touchdowns in a game earlier this year and over 100 yards rushing uh, when he was toting the rock by himself. So. Uh, he's proved he can do it. If he's on the waiver wire, go snag him now. Don't 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 let your opponent plug him into a flex late and beat you with this guy. Jeff Wilson Jr. is going to have a game against these Cowboys, and and I I think IU eats a lot of the targets from Nick Mullins uh, as well. You know, so I believe he's going to be in for a good game. Nick Mullins in a super flex spot might not be a bad play. The Cowboys on the other side of the ball. The Niners' defense is is coming back around. They're playing pretty good football. But I like Amari Cooper and I really like Ceedee Lamb both. Um, this game, uh, you know, Mari Cooper seems to score the touchdowns or CD gets the targets and yards. Uh, so uh, Andy Dalton's not a terrible play if you're a guy that's maybe been riding uh, Stafford and, and, you know, not much available on your waiver wire. Yeah, I actually think Dallas is going to win this game. I don't think San Francisco's going to take them seriously enough. Dallas's defense is playing better. San Francisco's offense isn't that impressive without Debo. I know Kittle might be back, but I don't really care. And I do like Mullins. I honestly think he might be better than Garoppolo, but – there's something off with this offense right now. I miss Mostert. I know Wilson's going to get the volume, but he is not Mostert in my opinion. On the other side of the ball, Dalton has been playing better. Um, I do think that all three of those receivers are in play this week. 
especially when you're talking DFS. I took a gamble on Gallup last week because of how cheap he was. I'll dip back into that well again this week because I do think Dallas isn't going to have a tough time running the ball, and Dalton is going to have to win this game, quote-unquote, which is a little scary for Dallas fans, I'm sure. But to me, San Francisco is just not that impressive. So for, for fantasy, throw me some of this receiving core. Um, I think Pollard might be a sneaky play just because he he's just volume away from being a stud. He just needs the volume. He's not getting it. Um, but I think he could get it in the passing game this week. Uh, on the other side, though, yeah, I like Ayuk, and of course you start Kittle. But otherwise, yeah, you start Wilson, but he is not my RB1. Uh, I just don't think this is going to be a real pretty game. I think there's going to be a decent amount of throwing for Dallas, a decent amount of throwing for San Francisco, which might mean start Dallas defense because they throw a touchdown as often as they do an interception if Nick Mullins is there. Uh, but this is not a game I'm that excited about. I do think you can find some value in the Dallas side of the ball, but not too much else that I'm really getting excited about. Guys, y'all have anything else? Quick note on this. Uh, I'm curious what you guys think. How do you think uh, San Francisco being based at Arizona could impact them over the, you know, these couple of weeks that they're out there? You think not being able to be actually at home and kind of you know, you're traveling constantly now, more or less. You think that's going to impact them at all? I, I think I mean at that I think it's business as usual for most of these most of these guys. Maybe these rookies like Ayuk and uh I guess that's pretty much it, right? That you're worrying about. I think he might have something in his head just because he's not at home or this Christmas time, you know, the holiday season being around loved ones type deal. But I think the I think it's business as usual for most of these guys, so I I don't think so. Arizona's nice. They're probably breathing like, easier, less smog. I feel like things like this kind of point to coaching. I believe in Kyle Shanahan. I believe he's kind of addressing these things as, hey, guys, you know, we got to focus up. Things are a little bit different. Let's stick to, you know, one day at a time doing what we're supposed to do, focus on football. Uh, you know, I like Shanahan as a coach. Uh, I, I think that's where that this kind of stuff kind of falls a lot of times. All right. So moving on to Tampa Bay at Atlanta, over under 51. I'll take the over on that game pretty easily. Uh, For me, this is going to be a big game for Brady. I know Atlanta's defense hasn't been as god-awful as they were in the beginning of the year, but they're still god-awful. So give me Evans. that He seems to be getting all those red zone targets. He's going to catch a touchdown this week. Um, Godwin looked a little bit better after that finger surgery. I was just concerned. A.B. is not getting anything with the touches – not doing anything with the touches he's getting. It's been very strange to watch. I don't know if he's not getting the volume necessary to get himself going, but I don't like it. Um, on the other side of the ball, Tampa Bay hasn't really been able to stop anybody either. So this is a game I want to dip into on both sides. I'm smashing the over. Uh, Ridley, 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 Ridley. We were talking earlier in another uh, in the Tim Tebow division of Belly Up about is Hayden Hurst to play. I think maybe he is, especially if Julio's still banged up. I don't know what the deal is there. Same with Gage. Um, I'm going to avoid the running backs for both of these teams just because I think this is going to be a pass-happy game. Um, but give me both the quarterbacks and all three receivers. Neither one of these teams impressed me defensively. Tom, do you have anything else that you disagree with there? Yeah, I mean, neither one's impressing me defensively. I would say Tampa Bay, obviously, the better team defensively. Um, I mean, they're pretty middle of the pack as far as you know, points allowed to quarterbacks and receivers go. Uh, they stopped the run, 29th most points allowed uh, to running backs. Uh, they do have a bit of a weakness to, to tight end, though, uh, ninth most. 
Atlanta, on the other hand, again, stops the run almost identical to Tampa Bay. Um, but most points allowed to quarterbacks, third most points allowed to receivers, fifth most to tight ends. So I think what you're going to see is um, Tom Brady will have a day. Um, Godwin Evans, again, going to have a day. I told you guys earlier when he came in, Antonio Brown, I just, I can't get excited about him. I don't think his head is fully into football. Like physically he could be there, but I don't think that like, he's just still screwing around too much that he's not focusing on the game and he's not playing the way that you want Antonio Brown playing. Is he a bad play? You know, like is he, yeah, cool. He gets 50 yards a game. That's not sufficient for you to really start him week in and week out in fantasy, you know, great as a three receiver on a team, whatever. Um, you could see some, some Gronk action this week as well. Uh, or Cameron Braid, just kind of depending on who gets the targets where uh, I think that's probably a, a touchdown, uh, you know, dependent position for Tampa. Atlanta, on the other hand, I'm fading Todd Gurley hard because even though they're probably going to try and go to him early, I think he's going to get shut down very quickly. Tampa's going to get a lead, and it, you have to go away from the run. Um, you know, Julio and Calvin Ridley both banged up a little bit. So Russell Gage, I'm in on him. We've talked about him earlier this season. You know, the the top two receivers there in Atlanta really get the focus, but Russell Gage is probably one of the better number three receivers, especially from a fantasy perspective, of any team in the league. Um, you know, and you guys have been pounded on him all year. He's dropping dimes. Okay. Yeah. Matt Ryan better watch out. <laughs> you know, that pass last week, I think we were oh, all watching God. the Red Zone channel. And I think all of us together were texting. We're like, did you just see Russell Gage all the time? Ridiculous. Man. Bet Fred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Bet Fred sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. I mean, it was pretty. It was super pretty. Uh, man, I'm going to agree with both of you guys right now. I think it's going to be the over on this game. 51 points is nothing for the GOAT, Tom Brady, and uh, Matt Ryan. These defenses over the last four weeks have been pretty bad against wide receivers. Tampa Bay, the worst against wide receivers. 32nd. 55.47 points over the past four weeks, allowing 758 yards and five touchdowns. Atlanta, on the other hand, 678 yards and three touchdowns. So Calvin Ridley, Mike Evans, these are my smash plays this week, for this game at least. Um, Gronk, I I, I want to see him, you know, white tiger dance again. You know, he's probably going to score this week. And because Brady's going to score a lot. So I like that. 
fading Todd Gurley super hard, even though he was my dude. This defense is just too good against the run. Um, that's really all I got on this game, man. I'm really excited. This is probably the third, my third game that I'm really excited to watch, uh, just because division rivalry. I mean, Tampa Bay should just smash this game, though. But a lot of fantasy fantasy implications. Yeah, Todd Gurley, I'm with you guys. I, there's just no way I'm considering playing him against the Buccaneers defense. They've been really good against the running backs. Now, they did get hit by Miles Sanders last week for a little over 100 yards, but 80-some of it came on one carry. So you take that away, it was a pretty impressive day uh, from a run defensive standpoint. Uh, the Falcons, I just feel like they go as Julio goes. Right now, he's week-to-week with a hamstring injury, and, man, am I hoping he plays. I have so many shares of Julio against my better judgment uh, coming into the year. Yeah, so hopefully he I'm gets sure it. that's some of my bad. Yeah, that's all right. I mean, it's been fun. Uh, it's been real, but it hasn't been real fun. So hopefully he gets his hamstring back and get on this field because, I mean, that really uh, dictates what the Falcons are able to do on offense when he's on the field. They're a completely different squad. I do like Ridley uh, with or without Julio. He's going to get the targets. Without Julio, he's going to be the focal point of this offense. Uh, because Todd Gurley's not going to be able to do a whole lot uh, unless they get you know inside the five. I mean, maybe he plunges in a touchdown, but uh, still, I'm not one to rely on that in a semifinal matchup for sure. Uh, the Buccaneers side of the ball, Brady, Godwin, they've both been kind of every other week, and this game comes right on schedule where they're due for a big one. So I like Godwin a lot in this matchup, and I like Brady a lot in this matchup, but I do think Antonio Brown scores a couple touchdowns being the forgotten-about entity uh, in this game as they get fired up. I think the Falcons push the Bucks. I think the Bucks get out and just kind of hold them off. Uh, a lot of scoring, high points, and I think Brady just puts together one of his masterpieces as they try to lock up a playoff spot here late. I mean, if you're if you're bored late in the afternoon, this is a game that's going to wake you up. And uh, speaking of being woken up, our, one of our newest sponsors, Invader Coffee. For the coffee lover who wants good quality coffee, no BS and no filler. Invader Coffee is an ultra-premium, veteran-owned coffee company proudly delivering only the best coffee your hard-earned money can buy. They aim to only serve the highest quality organic arrows to coffee bean, beans sourced from free trade farms all over the world. They keep things simple. The best coffee at an affordable price in order to, to provide you the value you deserve from your morning, morning boost. 100% organic coffee beans from free trade farms. You can get those whole or ground. 100% air roasted. 100% money back guarantee. And use promo code BELLYUP and save 15% this holiday season for the coffee lover in your lives. Uh, this game next coming up, you guys, Houston at Indy. Uh, division matchup it was a really exciting game a couple weeks ago when they faced off. Uh, Sean Watson had an unfortunate turnover in the red zone that kind of ended the game as time was running out uh, for the Texans and a 26-20 Colts W. Uh, they about had them. Uh, Colts are fighting the Titans still, kind of trying to win this division, just kind of keeping pace. But Houston... They're playing well, but no Brandon Cooks really limits what they're able to do. But Indy's defense has really been reeling. They're allowing the seventh most points to quarterbacks over the last month, and they've allowed a 300-yard passer in five of their last eight games, including 341 to Watson uh, last you know, a couple weeks ago when they when they faced off. Houston is allowing the second most points to running backs, and Indy's allowing the fifth most. So if David Johnson's on the field, he could be a good flex spot consideration if you're weak at the running back spot. But JTT. How, I mean, we've been toting this guy, wishing he would get the carries. Finally, another 20 carry outing, buck 50, two scores. You saw the breakaway speed holding off the whole Raiders secondary right on his tail, unable to quite get get him reeled in. 
That was a blast to watch. I'm loving these Colts. I hope they bring Carson Wentz in. Tom, you can send them our way or on the thief if you'd like, please. Uh, we, we want them. I'm tired of Rivers, low elbow, sidearm crap. Um, but T.Y. Hilton has been been balling out lately too. He's, he's kind of showing back. He's getting a rapport built with Phillip Rivers, and I think that really bodes well for the Colts here late. Uh, I, I'm starting T.Y. Hilton until he proves me wrong. Um, so I like him. I like JTT. Uh, and Houston really needs cooks if they're going to compete in this one with the Colts defense. Uh, but this matchup's always kind of one that goes against the grain, throw out the numbers. This is a heated rivalry. These teams always play each other tough, but the Colts kind of do treat the Texans like their little brother. And uh, I know Deshaun Watson really wants to change that. So it'll be interesting to see if the Texans can mess up the Colts' bid for the for the for a division title in this one. I think they can. I, I do think they can, just because Watson has been a man possessed. I, a small side note, I made a bet with my cousin that Watson would score more fantasy points this year without Hopkins than he did last year with Hopkins. He's definitely on pace to do that. Uh, he is an absolute animal. He tore this team up basically just two weeks ago. On the other side, Hilton showed me enough recently to realize this is not fluky. This is him and Rivers finally getting on the same page. This is going to be a good finish if you manage to have Hilton. This is where you wanted him. Be happy you have him because this is going to be his time. Also, JTT, great. You said, Billy, you said most of the stuff I wanted to say. Watson is a beast. Tom? Yeah, I mean, Watson's a stud. Um, I mean, here's the thing. I think I've probably harped on it the most is how good Indy's defense has been this year. If there's a quarterback that can beat Indy's defense and have a good game, it's revenge game to Sean Watson. Like, you know this is a man going into Indy pissed off about the last matchup they had, losing the ball at the end and costing him the game. I mean, I think he's going to come out here looking for blood, ready to go. I think Houston narrowly wins this, mostly because Phillip Rivers' arm has pretty much disintegrated at this point. Um, But, Chris, I'm going to let you wrap up JTT. I'm just going to say he's a a stud. He's a start this week. Um, I mean, second most points allowed to running backs is Houston – you go for it, Chris. So first, first <laughs> that te- first that run that he had when he was in the second when he got into the secondary, and then it looked like the safety was about to put hands on him. I swear he turned his head just a little oh. bit and does a little all right, kicks that second gear into place and just starts flying. And I was like, oh my god. There it is, the breakaway speed, Billy called it. I quoted Tom and I said, you love to see it because that's what you want to see in these guys that we evaluate prior to the season. You spend the high draft capital on, and it just works out. Huge workload from him, finally. Frank Wright, golly, was it the first quarter of the game? I still was texting. I, I still texted you guys, I hate Frank Wright. Give JTT the ball. Gave you the stat between him and Nehemiah Hines where they both had seven carries and JTT had seven for 63. Hines had seven for 23. I was like, please, just feed him. Just give him the ball. And it happened. It worked out. Loved it. JTT, fire him up. He's going to be a league winner for whoever kept him on their roster. Um, Houston, or we'll keep on going with Indy. Um 
T.Y. Hilton, yeah, Scott Davis was absolutely right in the chat. T.Y. Hilton has played against the Houston Texans so many times. He has pretty much a built-in hatred for these guys, and I'm calling him El Matador. Y'all know Bulls on Parade, the Houston Texans bull mascot. El Matador, baby, he is the Houston Texans killer. Four touchdowns against these guys, and just like it's ridiculous what he does against our corners. Our corners aren't good at all, anyway. Our defense isn't that great, anyway. And T.Y. Hilton just knows how to beat us. And there's probably something that Phillip Rivers and him have that says, Hey, just feed me the ball against the Houston Texans because it's just going to work. And it does. Um, I believe Ryan or Billy mentioned David Johnson. David Johnson activated today off the IR and COVID list, and uh, was it Duke Johnson is injured right now. So, David Johnson, come on, dude. Help out our boy Deshaun in this game and keep it relevant, keep it fun, and let's just have fantasy points fly off the screen. You know, like, y'all ever seen the – I mentioned it a couple times. The new Bill and Ted movie, Bill and Ted Face the Music, there's a scene in it where Bill and Ted's daughters go and they try to get the one and only. Y'all haven't seen it yet. Um, golly, I got I got to give it to y'all. Jimi Hendrix, man. And Jimi Hendrix is over there playing his guitar, playing all psychedelic style. And it's super jazzy because he won't get into the band unless a jazz musician comes. Speaking of jazz music, though. Jazz Sportsbook, guys, check out one of our oldest sponsors, Jazz Sportsbook uh, and Casino. They have a ton of great features like same-day payouts, live streaming, live betting, and available 24-7 user-friendly app. Use promo code BUS150 for 150% and play up to 1000 bucks when you sign up today on jazzsportsbook.ag today. Let's keep it rolling on, guys. We're I, I think we're making good time. We're at an hour mark, and we're about halfway through, so we're going pretty good. Um, right now, we're at the Seattle Seahawks, man, 9-4 and four versus the Washington football team, 6-7. and seven. Over under on this game, 43.5 points. I think I'm going to smash. I don't even – I think I'm just going to tap the under on this game. Just because I'm playing a lot again, I'm in, in some of my matches. I'm playing against Seattle Seahawks, uh, DK Metcalf and Russell Wilson. Obviously, the best player in this whole matchup is Russell Wilson because they're going to let him cook. He's probably just going to score a lot with his legs this week. Um, and whoever has Russell Wilson is their quarterback two or quarterback or first of all quarterback one. But definitely, if you were a smart enough man in a super flex league to get Russell Wilson as your quarterback too, there's no way you are going to lose to a guy named Ryan Hicks. So Russell Wilson as my quarterback too will dominate Ryan in our league and I will win the championship this week because Russell Wilson against the Washington football team is going to light it up through the air, through the ground, he's going to do it. DK Metcalf's going to score like a 60-yard bomb. Tyler Lockett is going to come out. And everyone who forgot about him, this is about to be as we play him in DFS against this Washington football team 
who will put their best guy on DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett will have a great game. Um, to Tom though, man, we were talking about this a little bit earlier and JD McKissick, he's going to get a super good volume play, uh, with no Anto- – well, Antonio Gibson, I guess, he's still on the fence. He went to practice today, and he showed out. Uh, so we'll see if he has to play – if he gets to play. But if not, J.D. McKissick is my surefire guy for this Washington football club uh, team, whatever you want to call him. That's pretty much all I got on these guys except for um, Russell Wilson definitely going to put up like 40 points against Ryan Hicks. So. I do agree with Russell Wilson. The Redskins have given up the fifth most points to wide receivers over the last month, and it just doesn't bode well for the matchup. I'm worried about Alex Smith with, with Washington. I told you a couple weeks ago they beat the Steelers. I really like them when they're led by Alex Smith. I'm not so sure about Haskins. And the Seahawks defense is really kind of coming around as of late. We picked on them early in the year, every week, uh, with great success. But they have really kind of came around. And with Chris Carson back, that's what makes the Seahawks offense go. When the running game goes, even when Carlos Hyde was healthy, filling in for Carson, the passing offense is a whole different level when they can play action and get Russell Wilson out of the pocket moving, and then DK and, and the boys can just do their thing. I like Lockett to have a really big game. He really hasn't had anything too special since his 200-yard explosion, uh, what, two months ago now? Uh, but Washington football team uh, reeling without Alex Smith. Terry McLaurin could give you some damage, but they need to run a game, and they need Alex Smith out there, in my opinion, to keep being who they are. Uh they control their own destiny. This is a big game for them as far as getting in the playoffs and, and making a statement. But Chase Young, rookie, leading that defense. That guy is making insane plays. I mean, that, that he picked up that loaf of bread off the ground and just ran away from everybody last week. That is a big dude moving down the sideline. Russell Wilson will need to know where he's at at all times. And I, make no mistake, the Seahawks will make sure that he's got two guys in his face all game long. And they'll be bootlegging away from wherever Chase Young is, uh, is lined up. Guarantee you that. Yeah, if we had Alex Smith healthy and I knew Gibson was going to be healthy, this feels a whole lot like a trap game. But because it's probably – I mean, that's a leg injury for Smith. Do you really even take the risk? It's going to be Haskins. Oh, no. That just hurts. Like, as much as I want Gibson back so he can stomp all over you in our playoff league, Pinto, it's not a good matchup in my opinion because I do think that Seattle, because like you said with Carson – it's going to have a balanced, efficient offense. They're going to score. Washington's going to have to keep up, and Dwayne Haskins is going to show everybody why Alex Smith was starting in the first place. So uh, I do agree, Scott. Logan Thomas is a sneaky play. Just he's incredibly athletic. He's a matchup nightmare for a lot of defensive teams. But if it's Haskins, I'm not touching him either. Yeah, I know what you're saying, Tom. The, the matchup's not – but who? he's so big. If they can just get into the red zone, this guy could be a touchdown machine against any team, regardless of who it is. But if it's Haskins, I don't care. I don't want any of these guys if it's Haskins, even Gibson. But if it's Smith, watch out. This could be a real high-scoring game, and I would hit the over if I knew Smith and Gibson were going to be healthy. Give me the over. If not, give me the under, and I'll take the Seattle side of this. Because I think, again, that right now they're getting ready for the playoffs. Run Carson, mostly Carson. Um, Yeah, um, what I will say is, as far as Alex Smith's leg goes, it's the other leg that's hurt right now. Whatever one he didn't almost die from uh, is the one that's injured now. Uh, so I get what you mean as far as, oh, it's a leg injury. You're not going to risk it. it. It's like a calf strain. It, 
you might risk it since it's like a other leg. It's not as crazy as it seems. I think um, I get what you mean as far as, you know, Logan Wilson, he is a stud. He's a very athletic guy. I still just between the linebackers and safeties in Seattle, I don't see an easy, like I, Seattle's coaches are smart enough to figure out who they want to match up on him in what scenarios to lock him down. I mean, this is a team that's allowing the 22nd most points to tight ends. Like it's not like they're, you know, they faced good tight ends in this uh, season. They faced off against Kittle. They face off against guys like that and they know how to cope with them. I don't think that Thomas is going to be the guy that blows them up all of a sudden. Um, with that being said, I think McKissick, even if Gibson plays, I do think that they could reserve Gibson a little bit to try and keep him healthy for the playoffs or, you know, healthier at least. Uh, Cause I think that you're right. This is a team trying to make a playoff push. So I think McKissick could be in, even if it's Haskins for a big game receiving, see how it shuts down the run fairly well. You know, those he'll see some touches there, but Bet Fred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Bet Fred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. This is a guy that can go out of the backfield or go out of the slot and catch the ball and make plays that way. Uh, so that's big, especially in PPR leagues. I think he's a huge play. Chris, when I saw him on that waiver wire, you know, I my options on my roster were, uh, who was it, Frank Gore and... Uh, McKissick. Yeah, yeah, J.D. McKissick. And um, yeah, and I picked up Wayne Gallman. There we go. Um, yeah, Frank Gore not playing him. We're playing J.D. McKissick and uh, Wayne Gallman. But I've got one thing to add, though. Just because if y'all have ever seen Dan and I's DFS show on Saturdays, I've harped on Logan Thomas all year to where it was disgusting. And you know what? If you've got Logan Thomas, I'm 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 going to put a stamp on this. You're firing him up against this defense because Logan Thomas, the only tight end all year to just put it on the number one defense against tight ends, the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's the only guy to do it. If if you need a miracle, watch Disney Plus Miracle, or Disney Plus's Miracle, first of all. Excellent film. I've watched it twice in the past, like, 72 hours, and I've, I've seen it before. But it's just so good. But, yes, Logan Thomas, fire him up. Tons of targets. Tons of well, targets. Chris, uh, I think that the the big thing for you is that you might need a miracle asking that Russell Wilson is going to have 40 points this game. Russell Wilson's going to run for his life this entire game. I'm hitting the under, even if I don't um, Tom, Tom, who beat you last week with Russell Wilson? You. 
He wasn't playing Washington football team. He wasn't playing WTF, and that's what he's going to be saying all day is WTF. Why am I running around? Chase down a beast. I have a question for you guys real quick. Yeah. Home playoff game. Washington football team is getting off the bus at your building. Is there a a single other team that you're more likely to not want to play than this one? wait. It's not a home football or a home game for whoever they play first round. You're getting off the bus in Washington playing this team more than likely. They're going to be a tough out, man. They are. It's- I think Alex Smith has a lot to do with that. I do. Alex yeah. Smith wins games. It's not sexy. It's not flashy. He leads. They win games. Yeah. Yep. Washington's a good football team. I, I, I they Put it this way. They've gotten hot at the right time. And they have a lot of pieces. There are holes on this team. Don't get me wrong. There are certain spots on that team that are weak points. And if you can exploit them, you can beat them. And we saw that a lot early in the season. I think that they're getting hot at the right time, figuring out how to adjust for those you know, areas of weakness and play to their strengths. Um, I think uh, New York's doing the same type of thing. They're playing to their strengths, and they're they're able to fill in. And that's why we saw the NFC East, which seemed like it was a gimme for Philadelphia, has completely flipped, and Washington and New York have come in and taken over and are beating good teams now. Um, but I think Washington has a chance, maybe not to win this game, but either at least keep it very close. I would go the under. I think Russell Wilson's going to have a tough game. He's going to be on his back a lot. Uh, yeah, and Chris Carson, I'm not in on it. He's going to get shut down by Washington. Sorry. Move him out of here. Chris Carson, get out of here. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what's that? I'm all over Chris Carson this week. Fair enough. Well, I think that brings us into the next game. That's enough of, of WTF. Um, so New England, six and seven going into Miami, eight and five. I think that anybody, you know, three years ago, if you asked him in 2020, who's, you know, who's going to have which record, anybody would have said the opposite, but, um, over under 41 and a half, I'm going under, um, really quick to a tag I think I said that wrong, but you know who I'm talking about. You got all the syllables in there. You're good. There we go. <laughs> uh, he had his first good game, like first game that really made me say, okay, he's playing some ball. Uh, you know, last week he went for, uh, what was it? 316 passing yards, two touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown. That's a big game, 28 uh, fantasy points. Um, I- I'm not going to say I'm sold on him, but it gave me a lot of confidence that I didn't have earlier this season. I haven't seen up until last week. I hadn't seen anything that said, yeah, two is a guy that I'm going to think about putting into my starting lineup. Um, On the other hand, Miami has the best defense in the league. A lot of people say Jalen Ramsey is the best cornerback in the league. Nope. You know who it is? Anybody? Anybody? I think his name starts with an hour. Yeah. Starts with an X. It's Xavier Howard is the best cornerback in the league, statistically in every single category, better than Jalen Ramsey. So with that being said, Cam Newton still sucks. I said it once. I'll say it 8 million more times until he's not a starting quarterback in this league. I'm sorry. Dude, look at the past three weeks. Cam Newton, week 12, 
84 passing yards, 46 rushing yards, no touchdowns. Week 13, 69 passing yards, one passing touchdown, 48 rushing yards, and did manage two, uh, excuse me, two rushing touchdowns. So that kept him relevant in fantasy. Week 14, 119 passing yards, no passing touchdowns, 16 rushing yards, and no rushing touchdowns. I don't care. Those two rushing touchdowns were the only thing that kept him relevant in fantasy over the last three weeks. If it weren't for those, he's putting up single-digit points every single week. That's not good, and Miami's not going to let that up. He's scoring under 10 points this week. You put Cam Newton on your bench, I don't care who your other quarterback is. If it's Allen out in Cincinnati, you put him in over Cam Newton this week. Sorry. <laughs> I'm I'm on board with you on that, Tom. I mean, he, he's <laughs> the quarterback bad. 20 so far, so I'm not hot on him. I, I was hot on him at the beginning. I've dropped him in a couple of leagues uh, for yeah. Justin Herbert, um, and it's been paying off for me. I've Cam Newton, man, it's just crazy. I'm new quarterback, new system. Bill Belichick, whatever you want to say, he's essentially a running back. He's got 11 rushing touchdowns, 113 rushing attempts, 451 yards. I mean, 40 yards per game. What what are you going to do against this awesome defense? And I'm really not hot on too much for New England. Uh, it, I mean, a spot start Demir Bird probably, and that's about it. Um, but on the other side. You, you nailed it with Tua, and they have really no one. Um, a, a sneaky play, I guess, depending on how your league is set up and what format it is in, Lynn Bowden Jr. is a wide receiver and a running back in some leagues, so he can fit in a lot of different positions. The Miami Dolphins are super depleted. They might not have Devontae Parker. They're definitely not going to have Miles Gaskin. So... And I don't think they're going to have Jakeem Grant either. Um, so, Lynn Bowden, man, everyone was really high on him on Twitter in the fantasy universe uh, at the beginning of the season because he was such a hybrid-type guy uh, for the Raiders, for John Gruden. Then when he went to Miami, everyone was like, oh, he's going to be the new hotness. Is this the breakout week against the New England Patriots where there is literally zero film on this cat? New England always takes away the number one threat could Lynn Bowden be the guy that comes in and wins you your week I'm gonna bank on yes so Lynn Bowden Jr my guy for this week Billy what do you think man yeah on the Patriots side of the ball I mean Cam has just been abysmal five passing touchdowns 10 interceptions does not bode well for a team that picked off Patrick Mahomes three times last year Cam hasn't had a double digit touchdown game passing wise at all this year and he's been under 125 yards passing in three straight and four of his last five. Bad timing for them to play the Dolphins. But on the other side of the coin, who's going to beat the Patriots defense? They're really good against the tight end, so it doesn't bode well for Gusecki necessarily. I like Tua coming along. He is developing much quicker than I would have thought uh, coming into the year. Uh, Lynn Bowden, uh, been a bright spot. But, man, give me the under in this game, and God. Stay away from it. Stay away from playing these guys unless you're desperate in your semifinal matchup. Yeah, I mean, what sucks for some people is Jaseki is going to be a better option than anything on the waiver wire or free agency. 
But if Parker doesn't play, I'm afraid that Bill Belichick may try to take just – I mean, obviously we don't even know if Kosicki's going to play. But if he does and Parker doesn't play, Belichick is going to take out Kosicki. And that is not good because that's what he does. So really, unless we got a fully healthy Miami unit on the offensive side of the ball, which means Parker plays and Gusecki plays, I don't want anybody in this game. And I'm going to go the under. Miami's going to win, but it's going to be an ugly grinded out. And neither one of these guys have the – I guess New England can run the ball relatively effectively, but I don't think Miami can right now. Uh, I think I like Bowden more as a weapon than as like a traditional pound the ball down your throat back. Billy? Yeah, same boat there. I, I just not real confident in two against that uh, Bill Belichick defense. Oh. What do you think, Tom? Sorry, I went backwards. <laughs> nah, you're good. Um, I mean, I think that's all we had on that one. Um, Ryan, yeah. I think go to the next game, right? Let's move on to the next game. I, I won't mess this one up. We've got <laughs> Jacksonville at Baltimore over under 46. Gardner Minshew time. Give me that over with Gardner Minshew. I'm going to take it over um, with Gardner Minshew. Yeah, I I, uh, I do think Baltimore obviously is going to win this game, but there's something wrong with Lamar. He's not looked good to me. Um, he is basically turning into a faster, smaller Cam Newton. Uh, the, the air raid game, other than one big bomb to Marquise Brown last week, would have been dismal if it wasn't for that one bomb. Lamar did not have a great game to the air. He has not had great games to the air so far. There's something wrong in Baltimore. This will be a good game to help them get it right, figure things out. But this is also going to be a game where Gardner Minshew says, hey, I'm better than Mike Glennon. I'm better than Luton. I'm better than everybody. Any option you have, Chicago needs to go get this guy. And Trubisky's going to put on a show. I like him as a sneaky DFS play because I don't think he's going to have exposure. And Baltimore's defense, uh, Minshew, I think he should start over Trubisky. In Chicago is what I'm sorry. That's where I was going with it. Agreed. But um, to me, J-Rob remains a play just because when somebody's been that consistent, I know he slowed down a tiny bit. But with Minshew back, sign me back up onto the J-Rob train, give me it. And then on the other side of the ball, I love J.K., but there was a uh, talk about how, how much – like Mark Ingram, apparently Harbaugh came up to him and said, hey, sorry, you only got one carry. And Mark Ingram was like, no biggie. Like – he doesn't care. So to me, part of me, though, is saying, well, Harbaugh's going to be like, what a good guy. And he's going to feed Mark Ingram this week to make up for last week. And that concerns me because they're like, oh, look at our veteran leader who's being so good of an example. This is a game to get right. Let's feed our old man. So I'm concerned about this game as far as anybody for Baltimore goes. I'm going to avoid them. I do think it's going to be low scoring. But I do think Minshew is a sneaky, sneaky play in DFS because nobody's going to think, hey, against Baltimore, we'll use Minshew with the Jags. Ooh, sign me up for some Minshew. It's going to be one of them guys too, like a Keelan Cole, a Visca, maybe one Shark, but Minshew's going to be the guy that is going to be the fantasy darling this week for this team, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to try and keep it brief on Jacksonville. You guys know I love Minshew. That is my guy. Uh, thankful that he's starting again. You know, we we prayed to the mustache gods, basically, and, and they came through. Uh, with that being said, I do think he's going to have a pretty decent week. Baltimore, middle of the road against quarterbacks. They're good against receivers, so, you know, I'm, I'm curious as to who Minshew's going to go to, but I think that he's creative enough that he's going to make things happen. Robinson, I think, could have a, a pretty good game just based on – like, he's 
he has slowed down, but he's been a little banged up. He's been listed as questionable a few weeks here. Um, but I don't think it's a, a huge concern. And I think that Brain Minshew brings a, a spark to that offense for something that a lot of people say about bringing in a new quarterback. Um, on to Baltimore. Um, Lamar Jackson's poop uh, made us have Trace McSorney, as as Billy so eloquently put it. Um, yeah, no, that's really unfortunate. Luckily, I think it's just like a sprained knee. It's nothing too crazy, but towards the end of the year, they put him on IR. And sadly, the Trace McSorley story is done for 2020. Um, with that being said, though, Lamar Jackson, like fantasy-wise, he's putting up some some pretty decent numbers these last few weeks. Um, but it's really because uh, week 13, he had one rushing touchdown, almost 100 yards. Week 14 here, he had two rushing touchdowns, 124 rushing yards, right? But I've said it once, I'll say it a million times. He's not a good quarterback. Like, I... Great, you can run the ball. It's you have two running backs back there. We're gonna get to Philly, and that's what I'm seeing with Jalen Hurts. It's the same type of thing. You rely on running the ball, and that's not gonna last. You're gonna get beat up, or somebody's gonna get tape on you, and they're gonna use a spy. They're gonna find ways to stop you. Lamar, he is very athletic. He is an exceptional talent with running the ball, but it does not last. Right? This is a guy that people were drafting first round or second round. He's the QB ten. That's not value for your pick. So, I mean, you look at the last few weeks, he put up 186 passing yards against Tennessee, against Dallas, who is a bad, bad passing defense. He put up 107 passing yards and two touchdowns. That's not good. Uh, And then against Cleveland, 163 and one touchdown. I mean, like this, you can't feasibly expect a guy to keep up that kind of passing numbers for a career, right? And I don't see him improving in passing week to week. Like he doesn't show any any signs of life there. It's not improving. So I'm, I'm out on Jackson. I think it's just going to get worse and worse. But Minshew is here. He's here to stay in the league. It might not be here to stay in Jacksonville, but he's back in the league forever. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, I have a couple things I wanted to say, but I think you covered them, Tom. One thing I wanted to say real quick that stuck in the back of my mind, Mark Ingram, <clears throat> excuse me, it, it, it brings a tickle to my throat. It's almost a little sad that <clears throat> he got one carry last week. John Harbaugh came up to him. I don't think that the team's going to give him more carries because the last time Mark Ingram was the veteran, the good guy, essentially – didn't play with the team, but waited at the airport for them to show up. Oh, who was at the oh the 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 New Orleans Saints? Sean Payton, Alvin Kamara come off the plane. Mark Ingram's waiting for them right there. What's going on, guys? What happens? They trade him. So let's go, J.K. Dobbins in a smash spot this week. J.K. against this. T- Terrible defense, the thirty-first worst, de- or the second-to-last defense against the running back position. Six hundred and sixty-eight yards over the last four weeks, four touchdowns over the last four weeks, one hundred and twenty-three carries, thirty-one point ninety points to the running back position on an average over the last four weeks. J.K. Dobbins, start him up. He's going to win you your league this week for sure. For sure, 
book it. Then... Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Lamar Jackson, this was the second thing I want to talk about. Lamar Jackson, if you haven't been watching this show, if you were like me and you drafted him in the first round at the back end of it or the early second round, depending if you wanted to be funny in the 12th position at the first round or the second round, you would have known from Tom that Lamar Jackson is a top 15 quarterback. And right now he's the quarterback 13 in half point PPR leagues. Tom knew it. You should have listened to him. You should have followed him at the beginning of the year and not spent your first round on him. You should have spent it on somebody else. Regardless of that, we're at the end of the season now. You'll follow us. You'll follow Tom at the end of next year or the beginning of next year. There we go. James Robinson, the running back four. We talked about him as well. I believe Billy mentioned him well before we were talking about Leonard Fournette. James Robinson, the running back four in PPR four, 236 points. The dude is getting 22 touches per game. So that's including rushing and receiving. This week with Gardner Minshew back at the helm, him and James Robinson are my smash spots for the Jacksonville Jaguars against this defense. Because, like Ryan mentioned, you don't know which wide receiver is going to get it. Will it be LaVishka? Will it be... DJ, will it be Keelan? You don't. Will it be Mr. Osha, o, Oshag Hennessy? We don't know what's going to happen. Colin Johnson. There you go. James Robinson, Gardner Minshew, J.K. Dobbins. Oh, and I believe they get Mark Andrews back as well. Jake or Lamar's number one passing threat uh, this week. So that's bad pretty, news. Yeah, they lost three receivers. Yeah, that's they true Mark as well. Brown, Miles sure. Boykin, and James Brochet. So your receivers are now Willie Sneed, Des Bryant, and Devin Duvernay. Well, I hate Devin Duvernay. He went to Texas. And <laughs> Did you see we can work with that? He's putting up 120 yards a game on average. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's work with Des Bryant. No, 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 no. He wasn't ready. <laughs> Billy, take it over, man. Yeah, so I mean, Jacksonville Jaguars defense has been really soft against the running back position, coming in perfect time. The 668 yards they've allowed over the last month that you mentioned, Chris, is the most in the league by 60 yards. So perfect spot for J.K. to really step into that lead back role. And hopefully Gus the Bus Edwards will quit crossing the goal line and J.K. can punch those in. But J.K. has scored a touchdown in three straight games. So – Pretty good uh, situation for him. Lamar Jackson, uh, outside of uh, Mark Andrews, I'm not sure who he's going to lean on. Des, we haven't really seen. Duvernay's had a few here or there, but uh, Willie Sneed's kind of just another guy, you know, nothing special. But I love the Jacksonville Jaguars with Minshew back under center. The team just looks like they play harder with this guy. And James Robinson, this guy's been a baller all year. And 
believe it or not, the Ravens have given up the same five touchdowns to running backs that the Jags have over the last month. Four on the ground and one receiving. And James Robinson is catching the ball a lot more when Gardner Minshew is under center. His receiving stats have been almost non-existent without Gardner Minshew. So I really like James Robinson to have a really big game this week. I think Minshew finds a way to punch the Ravens and make their uh, their playoff hopes really diminish here. Give me the Jacks. I'm going out on a limb. I like them. I'm not mad at that. Minshew's the GOAT. He'll win it. He'll do it. I get it, too. And that's what I am scared of, J.K., just because Gus Bus is getting touchdown after touchdown. It's nothing against J.K.'s play. It's just that Edwards has been just as good in his touches. It's been remarkable watching that guy. He's going to go somewhere if they're not careful. It's one of those things, Ryan. It's like you drink the Kool-Aid so much. We're at week 15. It's going to happen. And when it finally happens, I get to sit back and be like, yes. That's, that's all it is. It's literally all it is. <laughs> Three guys we've been touting for a long time. JK, JTT, Cam Akers. If you kept them on your roster, you got a real legitimate shot at making a run right now with these guys. So, hey, to be those- fair, To be fair, if you kept them on your roster, there's a real legitimate shot you aren't in the playoffs right now. That, that could be. Look, 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 Ryan. Look, Ryan. Get your glass half full, okay? Can we mute Ryan for a minute? (laughs) I'm going to mute him. I can mute him. (laughs) All right. Anything else? Uh, The next game is going to be the snooze fest of the week. Over under 45 and a half. Give me the over because I think the Rams will score it themselves against the 0 13 Jets heading to LA. Um, This is a lock of the week. Uh, easily, so the Jets aren't actually trying to win. We saw that, you know, earlier in the year against the against the Raiders, the firing the defensive coordinator. That was a that was all for show. The whole staff are going down at the end of the year, anyhow. So in no way they let Gase. He's the number one selection. So Jets are allowing the most points to quarterbacks, tight ends, and the fourth most points to receivers. They're surprisingly tough against the running back. And the Rams allow the third few points to quarterbacks, seven few to running backs, six few to tight ends. This is an elite defense, you guys. 14 passing touchdowns allowed, and they have 13 interceptions. They're number three against the run, and they're the number one defense in the league And as far as yardage goes. So don't play any Jets in this game if you can help it. Uh, fire up all your Rams. Cam Akers, I think, uh, goes against the grain here, even though the Jets have been tough. I think he continues. They have a running back. When they feed them, their backs produce. And it hasn't mattered which of the three it's been. And K-Makers really kind of just taken that job. Uh, Rams in the shutout. Easily. Sorry. Scott commented that I need coffee. And I'm just letting him know. And I'm looking down. Looks like I'm asleep. But that's just me texting you guys in the chat room. Um, yeah, don't touch the Jets. Uh, Ryan sends a lot of pictures, too. So it takes him a little while. To make sure it's got you know the right yeah. the right angle, the right shade, the right. You also figure out how to spell. So I also it's, need it's two phones to get everything in the picture. <laughs> so it's 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 a process, guys. I'm sorry. Is uh, it your dog you're sending pictures of? It's a big dog. So yes, it is a huge dog. Uh, <laughs> so for me, this game is so easy. I don't need to spend that much time on it. Don't use the Jets. Do use the Rams. Seriously, guys, it's that simple. Acres is heating up and on fire. Uh, any, play everybody in the Rams. Play nobody in the Jets. Tom? 
Yeah, I mean, that's what, what my notes said was Jets, nobody, Rams, everybody. Um, I mean, obviously, the only thing that going into the year, we talked about the Rams kind of had a uh, running back by committee. Akers has finally started to carve out his place in that as the lead guy. Uh, so he's the – if I had to pick one, that's who I'd, I'd go with. But other than that, play everybody on the Rams. And, uh, yeah, the Jets suck. The Jets are absolutely terrible. I mean – and it's just like it's just silly what they're doing, and like it's it's they're the la- I would say they're the laughing stock, and I would not be that surprised if Trevor Lawrence stayed one more year and got his degree. I would not be surprised at all, or if something crazy happened. I don't know. I just I would. Me too. It's a lot of money. That's, That's a lot of money. Yeah, you're right. It's a lot of money. Tell your ACL, bro. Woohoo. Get that Tua insurance on him, boy. He'll, he'll yeah. pull a, uh, an Eli Manning. Yeah, he'll just force his way out. That's true. He will. Probably. Dang, we haven't seen – yeah, Eli Manning was the last – I mean, that was uncomfortable to watch. I'm ready to see that. It's 2020. Me too. Well, yes, I mean, if I were Trevor Lawrence, I would do it. I'm just saying. But If I'm Trevor Lawrence, I'm hoping somehow, some way, I end up in Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I don't know. I will say the Jets, once you get rid of Adam Gase, might not be as bad a team. Still not a lot of help. Jacksonville, Jacksonville, you have the owner is the issue. The Jets, I don't think it's necessarily the owner. Um, I mean, belly up around for the weekend. Ryan, I think you might be able to tell us wrong, but I think the Jets, it's more the coach right now. The owner's not great, but the Jags, it is Khan. He is the worst owner in the league, and he has destroyed the Jags. I mean, Becton is super tempting. Like, you're a quarterback, you see that dude? Yeah, okay. I, I'm a little... That's what I'm saying. Right. There, are right. pieces. there are pieces in, in uh, New York. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what was just said in the chat, but I just saw something about someone being brave. But I'm going to talk about, while y'all are looking at that, yes, Cam Akers and... the. Uh, okay, so here we go, right? I want to Voltron everything on the Los Angeles Rams, whatever you got. Higby, Everett, Akers, Cup, Woods, Goff. I want it all against this defense, and I'm not looking back on it. You got Jared Goff, who is lights out at certain points of the year. This will be a smash play for Jared Goff. He's the quarterback 14. He will be a top, I'm going to say top eight quarterback this week because of this matchup, because Robert Woods, Cooper Cup are going to decimate these guys. The New York Jets are giving up 40, call it 44 points to the wide receivers. Over the past four weeks, they've given up 64 catches for 770 yards and six touchdowns. If y'all watched this last, yeah, I mean, that's silly. Over four weeks, if y'all watched this last week, saw me talk about these guys. I talk about these guys every week just because their touchdowns aren't there, but the volume is there. And I want to talk about volume in fantasy football because that's the only thing you can bank on. Volume for these guys is going to be there, and the touchdowns will come because they get the red zone targets. They get targets left and right. Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. I'm going to say both of these guys combined – 250 yards and three touchdowns this week from Jared Goff. That's probably pretty crazy because Cam Akers probably gets about 125 yards on the ground and 40 yards through the air. But I think it's a big week for these guys. Um, 
if you wanted to say you could probably prop it or just, you know, call me on a bet on it, you could probably do that, right? If you really, really, really wanted to. And I think there's a company that does that. Prop Me LLC. Oh, there we go. Right there. It's one of our sponsors, guys. How did I forget that? PropMe is a new innovative gaming platform and really first of its kind. It makes betting from person to person easier than ever. Just download the app and join the fun at PropMeLLC.com today. Guys, I think we covered up pretty much the Jets and the Rams. If y'all don't have anything, I really, really want to talk about this game because I know how heated one of our guys is going to get and how smooth I'm going to get. I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a little smooth real quick and just talk about this game. The Philadelphia Tom's Philadelphia Eagles have been playing admirably for what they have been dealt this season. One, the coaching is god awful. Two, it seems like the players aren't playing for the guy they should be playing for, and that's beyond me. Obviously, the locker room is something that we don't get a hold of. And we don't get to see. But they've been thriving with this kid, Jalen Hurts, who we've talked about at the beginning of the year. Um, I've mentioned him a couple times. The quarterback in this matchup that I want to talk about is a guy that I guess people are saying his arm is hurt. Maybe he's not up to snuff. His rushing attempts have been growing. But if you've got this guy as your quarterback one, maybe quarterback two to Russell Wilson in a super flex league, and if you definitely, if you got Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson as your quarterbacks, there's no way you're losing any sort of matchup because of New Hopkins, because of Kenyon Drake, and then Russell Wilson. You got DK, but we already talked about that guy. But this Philadelphia defense, for what they've touted, have have given up 38 total touchdowns to the quarterback position, rushing or throwing, whatever you're going to do, Kyler. His rushes have increased, and I believe this week, him and Jalen kind of go toe-to-toe with each other. Over-under is 48 points. I'm going to go with the over on this one for sure. And if you've got Kyler Murray as your quarterback one, you're knocking out whoever you're playing this week. Because if you've got Kyler and Russ, what does the other guy even have? Nothing that compares. Mahomes is what the other guy has. Fuck. Yep. <laughs> he, keeps, he keeps listing all of his players and saying that they're going to be that the best. That's a huge week. build up for nothing. Yeah, that okay. entire thing with all okay. of his team. Okay, with that being said, I'm just going to pass the mic to Billy. I'm going to just sip this beer like a baby toddler. Billy, take over. I'm not even going to give any stats for this game. Yeah, the Eagles seem to have kind of uh... – from the Fountain of Youth, plugging Jalen Hurts, and they look like a completely different team, but why wouldn't they be? This guy's more of a running threat than what we see with Carson Wentz, and it just seems to fit, and the team seems to want to play for him. We saw the comments coming out of the locker room about the leadership that they needed and, and such. That that stuff's important when you get on the field. Uh, so I like Jalen Hurts in this matchup. Over 100 yards rushing last week, a lot of off-script stuff, and, hey, an Alshon Jeffrey sighting. So that's pretty important, too. So. We'll see how that goes. The Cardinals, I think they win this game, but I think the Eagles give them a fit. I like New Hopkins to have a really big day, and Kenny Drake, I think, can have a decent day against the Eagles' defense as well. But both of these teams have pretty good defenses. The Cardinals are pretty tough in the passing game. 
among the among the bottom of the league as far as points allowed to quarterbacks and receivers over the last month. But Cardinals need to win. They're starting to fall out of this race in that division especially, and even the playoff picture a little bit here. So they have to win this game against the Eagles. And, hey, the Eagles are still messing around with a shot in the NFC East. So this is a fun game. Yeah. Um, I think that Hurts is not better than Wentz, and I don't care what anybody says. I believe what I see. And I do think right now the Eagles are playing better with Hurts just because it's something new. It gives them a little bit of a different dynamic, but I don't think he's the QB of the future per se that they – for Philly while they still have Wentz. Uh, their line will be back next year. A lot of things will be different and better. But for where I'm looking um, – Miles Sanders, finally that big play for a touchdown we've been waiting for. So I'm firing him up again confidently and everything. Um, I will fire up Jalen Hurts just because of the rushing potential that he has. Same with Kyler, but I haven't been that impressed with him lately either as far as what he was doing in the beginning of the year for where he's doing now. And the Eagles defense, to me, is going to give them problems. Kyler's going to be running a lot. So for me, I I, I don't – I think this game is going to be fast. Whether or not they score a lot, there's going to be. They're both going to try to run the ball, whether via running backs or the quarterbacks, and they're both going to be uh, taking a lot of time possession if they can. So I don't know how high scoring it's going to be, but I do think it's going to be fast. Um, but yeah, Slay's going to be on Hopkins, so it just to me a tiny bit lowers his ceiling. And then uh, on the other side, I still think Rager with that big play capability is somebody I want to get exposure to. That big giant game is coming. Whether it's this week or another, I don't know because I don't know if Hertz can give it to him the same way I thought Wentz was going to be able to let him have that game. I'm not sure if Hertz can let him have that game with him. But um, don't be surprised if Philadelphia wins this game. Their defense is playing inspired. Having Hertz in has really changed something for them, even though, like I said, I'll stick to till the day I die. Wentz is the superior option there. Right now, Hertz has them uh, going a bit. Their trajectory is up right now, and that defense is playing so well. So for me, I think that Philly gets the upset. Couple problems. Darius Slay has been more and more banged up by the week. Bet Fred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things. Customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Has not looked good for three, four weeks now. Avante Maddox, the Eagles' number two corner, is out. Nikel Roby Coleman has been a little banged up. Michael Jacquette, their number four corner, who's a rookie, I think. I still don't even fully know who he is. Like, I, I don't know. He's not good. Uh, he's also banged up. He's questionable. It's You also lost one of your starting safeties last week to an ACL in Rodney McLeod. 
that secondary is banged up, Kyler's going to be able to throw all over them because you're going to have Jalen Mills playing at, sa- at corner. Now you already were out one safety. Now you're out two. So you have Marcus Epps uh, and Kavon Wallace at safety, the rookie. It's not going to be good. You have Jalen Mills at corner, which isn't necessarily the worst thing, but him and a banged up Darius Slay and a banged up rookie, that's about all they have. That's literally it for cornerbacks. So it seems like an issue they have every year is, is no defensive backs. Um, for the Eagles, though, I, I think you nailed it, Ryan. Hurts, Hurts isn't playing bad football necessarily, but it's no better than Wentz. It's a team issue. It's it's not the quarterback position that's the problem. And we saw that because Hurts' passing stats were very, very similar to those of Carson Wentz. The only difference was that on a read option play, yes, Jalen Hurts is going to be more likely to keep it and run with the ball. So he was able to put up 100 or so you know, rushing yards last week. That's fantastic. And that's different football than what they played with Carson Wentz. On the other hand, Jalen Hurts doesn't look good putting the ball downfield, and when they did try it to Jalen Rager, he missed a throw. Rager, on the other hand, probably should have gone out to get it. He was trying to one-hand it and run with it. He didn't just go out and try and bring the ball in and land on it. It's I, I will say Rager not playing inspired football. I don't love what I'm seeing out of him recently. He seems like he's kind of half-hearted out there. Um Hurts, like I said, not great throwing the ball, but not terrible. I think there's there's bigger issues aside from just him. Uh, and I think that as teams get film on him, we're going to see issues start to arise for him as well. I'd be curious to see if Isaiah Simmons maybe comes in and they use him as a spy. Be fast. He's a big guy that can hit. Could cause problems for Jalen Hurts. Um, and then, I mean, we've talked about it before, and I just got to bring it up one last time. Travis Fulgham. They asked um, – they asked Doug Peterson why is R-I-P. he. They asked him why is he losing playing time, and they said uh, Alshon Jeffrey is healthier and playing better. Bruh. is he? Stop it. So I've, as an Eagles fan, I've lost all confidence in Doug Peterson. I'm, I'm out. I'm done. He's That's awful. not the answer. He's not an offensive mind. He, they need an offensive coordinator that actually calls plays. And Press Taylor is not the answer either. Um, but uh, Philly, I'm not in on Hurts. Like I said, even against Dallas next week, a lot of people are talking about, oh, next week, championship week, Hurts versus Dallas. I think Dallas with Leighton Vander Esch could shut him down. I think they can play a spot and maybe not fully shut him down, but at least enough that it's it's not a viable option. Unless, like, if you don't have a quarterback, sure, but he's not a guy that you're going to go out of your way to bring in and expect to put up 30, 35 points like you want a Russell Wilson, a Patrick Mahomes to do. He's not the guy you want leading your championship team. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If he has a big week this week, I'll feel more confident about it next week. But I need to see this week first. I need to see progression and passing, which yep. I didn't see last week. And I'll be Saints are a very good defense. All that's fine and dandy. But even just from a play call perspective, I didn't see a change in the play call that made a, a huge difference for him passing the ball. I saw a difference that allowed him to, to run it on read options and such, which is great but he's still not throwing the ball well. And we've seen what Lamar Jackson does. He's about QB 13, we said, right? I think we'll see a similar thing out of Jalen Hurts if he continues to run and throw the way he does now. Yeah, I mean, I think you're spot on with that. Uh, You know, I think we – this is a game that we probably have a lot more to talk about. But 
let, let, let's keep it to Twitter on this one. Let's let's get people involved. Uh, but Tom, yeah. you just keep it keep it moving because I mean we're at one almost two hours. I seen yeah. Ryan's wife is getting a little jittery, so we got to keep moving. Well, good news is we'll keep this one <laughs> at least for me. Uh, it's Kansas City twelve and one going into New Orleans ten and three over under fifty one and a half. I'll tell you what. I mean, you know who to play on these teams, right? Kansas City. You're going to start pretty much everybody, even against a good Saints defense. The Saints defense did lose last week to Philadelphia. Not that they put up crazy or they gave up crazy numbers, but Patrick Mahomes can win against this team and put up some points. Uh, New Orleans, on the other hand, I think Taysom Hill is going to get back to form. I don't think he's going to have back-to-back off weeks. Um, so, and even last week, it wasn't a terrible week, but it was definitely off. So. Um, I'm playing pretty much everyone that you would normally play from these two teams. Yeah, I mean, 51 and a half over under on this. I'm going with the over on this one for sure. At the three o'clock hour, there's a slight possibility that Drew Brees could play, not too high on it. I think Taysom Hill obviously takes over, excuse me, this week again and just kind of keeps the flow going against this uh, Kansas City defense. Um, you know, the guys, obviously, that like you mentioned, Patrick Mahomes, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Tra- uh, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey. Of those four guys, three of those guys are number one at their position for PPR leagues. Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey. If you Voltron these guys, you are loving life right now. Um, and then if you backward Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he's had some huge games this week or this season and quarter or uh, running back 14, obviously. The it's it's just silly what Andy Reid and his horse mouth thing is doing with whatever you've seen the memes obviously, but then Taysom Hill right now he's been better than Lamar Jackson at Lamar Jackson's game right Tom, so I think we talked about that a couple weeks ago but I, there's not too much on this game on the New Orleans side that I'm too happy about except for Taysom Hill, Billy. Yeah, this is one of those games uh, that everything is going to kind of go against the grain, against the trend. The Saints are giving up the fewest points to quarterbacks under 10 points per game over their last four, and the Chiefs are among the bottom of the league on the opposite end, and the Saints aren't giving up very many points at all to the running back position either. They're allowing the third fewest uh, to the running back position as well. However, I feel like the Chiefs got their scare a little bit last week from the Dolphins, kind of pushed late. I think they take care of business here, but – I think there's a lot of points. You're playing all your guys in this game. This, this is just one of those coaching, players, leadership. It's all there. These are two really, really good teams. And if Drew Brees comes back, we might be seeing these guys in early February again. Yeah, to me, you start Mahomes, you start Tyreek, you start Kelsey. I don't start CEH, like Kevin said, just because this team is good against the run, the running back, period, not just the run. And then on the other side, I really wish Breeze was back because if so, it would open up a lot more. As it is, it might just be a Taysom Kamara MT type of a day for me. Um, but I think Casey takes care of business. I don't think I think Taysom gets kind of shellacked a little bit, even though I still think he puts up a decent fantasy day. I mean, but you're not benching any of the guys on these teams. You just it's really really difficult to talk yourself into it. Do we have anything more to say about what really are two of the best teams in the league right now? What do you think? No. I, I Let's just move on. Like I mentioned, it was the only thing I want to mention is uh, 
the 15.5 touches that CEH is getting, the volume's there. I can't bet. Yeah, I understand. I understand. I just think that he's going to be touchdown dependent against this team, and that is not where I want to be sitting with CEH. So let's move on to two teams that have been playing better as of late. One that's been playing better for a while, Cleveland uh, at New York Giants. Me, this is an almost impossible game to project because I don't, A, know if Daniel Jones is playing and, B, know which Daniel Jones we're going to be getting. Uh, because if I get the peak Daniel Jones pre that little bump, bump in the injury he had, I was really starting to like what I was seeing out of him. The Giants were heating up. Everything was looking like the Giants could make a legit run at the playoffs. Then we had Colt McCoy season who played as serviceable for a backup. But I need to know that this is the, the Daniel Jones that – still has the fastest time by a quarterback in the NFL this year, which blows my mind. Um, the other thing is it affects Slayton like crazy. If, if, if we don't have a Daniel Jones deep ball going to him, Slayton is worthless. And this is coming from one of the biggest Slayton, Slayton truthers. I got that dude in every lineup, and I cannot start him anymore until I know Daniel Jones is back and he's boogieing because last week he was banged up. Uh, the week before it was Colt McCoy. Darius Slayton has fallen off of a cliff, and I don't like it one bit. Um, if it is uh, banged up Jones or McCoy, give me some Shepard. He's the underneath guy that seems to be getting all the volume and the slants and the little quick catches. So I am a little bit high on him there. I also like Gallman just because I think that if New York wants to have a chance, they're going to have to be really balanced against this uh, Cleveland defense that is relatively effective at stopping the run. So uh, on the other side, Baker's playing inspired. He's kind of um, – we've seen these little stretches from him before where we're like, whoa, this guy's going to be good, and then just, boom, right in his face. This is a tough defense as well. Uh, lately, I, I really don't like either of these matchups per se for either one of these teams. But when you look at what uh, Cleveland is doing – I mean, uh, excuse me, New York is doing, they have really, really improved against, um, against QBs. So for me – I'm a little bit scared of Baker, and that makes me scared of – Jarvis is a, a good play. Both those backs are always good play to me. My God, uh, we were talking about Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb all year. Nick Chubb is an absolute machine. That is nothing against Kareem Hunt. He is an excellent running back. But Nick Chubb is a breed apart. He's the closest thing we have to Derrick Henry uh, as far as the explosiveness and how quickly he gets up the field. So for me, I like this game, even though I like both of these. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. There is going to be some guys that are going to have big fantasy days. If Daniel Jones plays, there'll be guys on both sides of the uh, field doing it. Tom? Yeah, I mean, real quick, um, Daniel Jones, I'm just not sold on if he's healthy or not. If he is, I'm in on Giants players. If he's out, though, that Giants team is going to struggle offensively. Um, I'm hitting the under regardless, um, simply because of the fact that the Giants defense is playing so well. Um, I mean, right now they're 28th most points allowed to quarterbacks, 27th to receivers. So it's not like Baker is going to be able to throw. I don't think that this is going to be a big Baker week. So I'm down on him. Uh, I think he's going to be off this week. Could be back next week. Um, but Hunt and Chubb, I'm in on both of them because they're going to have to pound the football or, you know, little quick screens outside or, you know, Texas route or something like that just to dump the ball off to the two of them and get them touches. Um, yeah, best running back doing the league by far. I don't think there's – even looking at the Chiefs with Le'Veon and, and CEH, uh, I still like Hunt and Chubb much better. Um, so, like I said, big on Hunt, big on Chubb, uh, down on Baker. 
um, and smash that under, even if Daniel Jones is in. You know, the 45 points, I'm going to have to go against the ground. I'm going to go over on this game because of my man Kareem Hunt. We'll talk about him in a second. I want to go over the Cleveland Browns defense real quick. 31st against the quarterback position. Whatever quarterback New York has should do well. I'm not going to name names because I'm not going to name names because I've seen this kid play. I'm not going to do it. So, moving on, though. As we've talked about, Ryan and Billy and Tom, I think Ryan was, I think Tom actually was the only one there when my superheated argument happened. Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, maybe Ryan was there in Slack. Billy was definitely there. He was, you know, earmuffs on that one. But I said, if you think that Kareem Hunt is going to score 50 points more than Nick Chubb by the end of the season, Show me your math, because I believe it's going to happen. We're at week 15 right now, and in PPR formatting, Nick Chubb has 158.7 points. Kareem Hunt, 193.4. Don't call me Nostradamus. Don't call me smart. Just say, I'm loyal because I love my man, Kareem Hunt. So, the New York football giants have been playing very well on the defensive side. But their Achilles heel has been a running back that can do both run and catch. They have given up 208 yards to a running back on the ground that has also gained over 65 yards through the air. Last week, Monday night, Kareem Hunt, was the number one wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns. 70-plus yards through the air, led the team in receptions and yards, but also was the running back four on the week. The dude can do it all. He's not just smash-mouth football between the tackles, which Nick Chubb is the Second best in the league to Derrick Henry, SEC-style football. But Kareem Hunt has that X factor. So I love me some Kareem Hunt. That's the only guy I want to just get on the soapbox and talk about. Um, The other thing I wanted to talk about was um, if you played Miles Sanders last week, Miles Sanders was had his best football week of the year. And if you played against Miles Sanders and somehow pulled the victory out, The football, fantasy football gods must be smiling on you because you're definitely going to win this week. Oh, Tom, don't you have Miles Sanders on your team? Or you did? And he had his best week last week against me? Shit, I think I'm playing Ryan this week. Oh, there we go. Okay, Tom, Billy, whoever's next. Sorry, you know. You're right, okay, Tom? Uh, it's just just an itch. I don't know. It's ah, something about it. Deep itch, yeah. Uh, <laughs> as as quarterback play goes, I hope Daniel Jones plays in this game. And if Daniel Jones plays, Slayton may be the start of the week. This is going to be another shootout. And the Giants are playing well, but the Browns got a little bit of frustration to take out on somebody with that loss to the Ravens. They probably should have won that game. Baker has like 680 yards and seven total touchdowns in the last two games with one rushing touchdown in there. I mean, the guy's playing his best football. This offense really seems to be coming together now that Nick Chubb's back. 
and, and they're using Kareem Hunt all over the field. Higgins, the third receiver, getting some action. Did have two fumbles, a little bit concerning, but I bet you they spent a lot of time uh, dealing with that in practice. I like the Browns. I think this will be a fun game. Give me the over. I think there will be some points and some scoring in this one. This will be a fun one to watch as well. You guys don't have anything? Go ahead. I have one. I do have one thing to add. Um, Kareem Hunt scores 14.9 points per week in PPR leagues in a per-game basis. Nick Chubb scores 17.6. So just realize that a ton of that time Hunt did not have Chubb to deal with. I do think they help each other. We've talked about this in prior episodes when they were both healthy. With they've been able to switch in like that, keeps defenses on their toes. But I will die on the Nick Chubb is one of the best running backs in the league hill. So what you're telling me is a guy who's played more games this year is a guy who's played more games this year who is more versatile than another guy, but definitely more durable and more consistent and is only scoring three points less. You're going to go with the other guy? Yeah. Okay. How about this? Nick Chubb is the running back 17 in PPR 40 mags and Kareem Hunt is the running back six. Yeah, but in PPR per game, Kareem Hunt is not as good as Nick Chubb. But overall, I'm talking about I'm talking about winning a ship. I'm not talking about, yeah. about week to week, baby. I'm talking That's about winning a ship. Thing. If I play Nick Chubb this week, I wish I had him, and you play Kareem Hunt this week, I would bet you let's let's prop me up something that uh, Chubb outscores Hunt this week because I'm going to tell wait. you it's going to happen again. I'll tell you, like it always does. I'm playing against Nick Chubb in my home league semifinal. Oh, I'm and sorry, I'm Billy. To the guy, I'll tell you that right now. I'm yeah, gonna... a monster. Wait, wait. So just straight up Nick Chubb over Cream Hunt? Yeah. Which which running back scores more? I mean, that's silly. You're right because Nick Chubb is way better. Everybody knows it's going to be Chubb. <laughs> hey, but you're taking Nick Chubb in the first or second round versus me with Cream Hunt in the fifth or sixth. Hey, man, I'm get on the, the level. Value. Get on the my level. My biggest thing, my, my biggest thing is not. That Cream Hunt sucks. Massive props to both of those backs. That is the best duo. But this week, if you ask me which running back I'm starting, it's going to be Chubb, and then it's going to be Chubb, and then it's going to be Hunt. Okay, but here's the deal. When we're talking about this, baby, I'm not looking at this as a like 1v1. I'm talking about I'm wanting to win a ship. And am I going to win a ship taking Nick Chubb and Darius Slayton? Or am I going to win a ship taking... AJB, Kareem Hunt. What if you took MT and Kareem Hunt? Probably That'd be silly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. This has gone on too long. Let's keep it. You're right. Guys. We'll talk about this in our chat and we'll post it. <laughs> we need our interns to start working. We need our interns to start getting this stuff going. I think we got another stink fest on our hands with Pittsburgh uh, visiting the Cincinnati Bengals. 11-2 Pittsburgh at 2-10 Cincinnati without their main man, Joe Burrow. That made them so fun for us at the beginning of the year. Over under 40.5, which seems relatively low, but I'm going with the under. I think Vegas knows something we don't. The Steelers' offense has just been abysmal. All those weapons can't score points. The second half of that Bills game was just atrocious. And that Bills defense isn't the Bills defense we came to know and love last year. Pittsburgh, I think they do get back on track with their defense. They're allowing the third fewest points to quarterbacks, and Cincinnati Bengals are not starting anybody that you're definitely that scared of. And they're tied at number one with turnovers 25 in their 13 games. And since he's surprisingly tough against the passing game, 
allowing the seventh fewest points to quarterbacks, second fewest receivers, but seventh most to running backs. But who's running the ball for the Steelers? And and even who is, have they been effective lately? Uh, not really that impressive. So I like the under in this game. Uh, I, I'm not really uh, jumping on the table to start anyone in this game. Maybe Roethlisberger, uh, but you better be in quarterback trouble if you're playing him. Stay away from your Bengals. Uh, nothing too attractive here, in my opinion. Don't touch this game. Do yourself the favor. I want nothing to do with it. There's a few outliers here, but for interest of time, I really don't feel like this is anything that I need to waste my time on. I'm sure you guys, if you have anybody you really want to touch on, will. But to me, nope, don't want this game. Yeah, um, I mean, Brandon Allen might die if he plays. Uh, and if he does, what's that? So Finley might too. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I was gonna say, and then and then it's Finley, and then he would also die. Uh, yeah, it's so bad. Um, as far as Pittsburgh goes, the one thing I want to bring up, Juju Smith-Schuster needs to stop dancing on people's logos until he has a hundred yard game because he hasn't had a single hundred yard game this year. And when he had one game with two touchdowns, albeit it was against Cincinnati. So could be up for a big game this week. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Yeah, I mean, this game's not very exciting at all. Um, Juju, Chase Claypool, Deontay dropping balls left and right. I think I'm going to end tonight by talking about the one guy that I've talked about for a while, T. Higgins. He's going to be, I guess, quarterback proof um, with whoever they have out there just because they're going to feed him the ball, right? 4.8 4.8 touches per game. So regardless of the quarterback there, rock and roll T Higgins on them boys. I'm curious if anybody's going to have enough faith to start AJ green this week after he scored last week. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely okay, good. not. <laughs> and if it works for you, buy a lottery. Ticket. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Did anybody start him last week? No, no, not no. really. Have him on their roster last week. I did in a deep league. Yeah, Fair enough. Uh, that's a lot of smack talking that we've done throughout this episode. I don't even need to read what I had prepared because there was a lot of smack talking through this episode just because I'm not very confident that I'm going to beat Ryan. So this is the only time I'm going to be able to talk smack. I'm scared. I'm legit scared. You shut up, Ryan. <laughs> I am, man. No Gibson. My matchups are not great. You were the first place team all year. I just kind of came I was, on late. Hey, but the one loss I had was to me. There we go. So, guys, a lot of smack talking going on behind the scenes. We are – oh, before we move on to the Belly Up Bowl that Ryan's going to introduce and everything like that, I want to let everyone know that we will be transitioning to a Dynasty Fantasy Football podcast towards the off season. We will be bringing you latest coverage on the draft coming up. We will be we will be bringing you trades, things like that. 
to help you with your dynasty leagues to get you into a better position for the start of the season where we will also give you draft advice. So dynasty football in our repertoire, we're rocking and rolling. Ryan, I know you have a lot to talk about because you talked a lot about to us about this. I don't know if you're ready to divulge that, but belly up bowl playoffs, baby. Who's in them? All right, guys. So exactly. I'm just going to go over a list of all the people who managed to qualify. What a great season we've had. Playoffs getting started. Wild week. In Jamarcus Russell division, we have Cast 316, Jim Jam FF, which is Jamil in our company. Well done, brother. Britt Hodon and Goldbach 1. In Kijana Carter division, we got Good Time Junkie, Stesic 14, and Jay Miller. Uh, all those guys have been having a great – Jay Miller snuck right into the playoffs right at the end there. Uh, in Lawrence Phillips, we got Scott Davis, Raider Nation 79. And we got Ethan W. George, Bill Witt Sr., Billy's dad, made the playoffs. And then Brejillo. In Money Manzel, we have Seahawk Mafia, Space Monkeys, Inc., and G, the Jesus 519. Uh, those three guys made it in there in Pinto's division. None of us made the playoffs, guys. Heads up. Not a single one of us did it. That was a tough league with shallow benches and a lot of unlucky injuries. For I know, speaking for myself, and I know you guys have had some bad ones, bad luck in that as well. Looking forward to coming back next year to this. And if you needed a reason to take not take a quarterback early, look at how my fantasy team uh, performed this year in the Belly Up Bowl. I took yep. Mahomes at the like ninth, tenth pick, and uh, it's been pissing me off ever since. I went Watson. Yikes, guys! Outside well, the. I'm sorry. So in uh, Guayo, we have Russ J75, Orlando P, and Houston W Fantasy, another belly up guy. Orlando P, also shout out. He is in a dynasty league that I did. That's how he found out about the belly up bowl. Uh, we got together, and he's doing well in that. He's doing well in the dynasty. Good year for him. In Ryan Leaf, we have It's All Over 52, K Wilsey, and Ryan Mackey 25. K Wilsey is Kevin Wilson, who's in the comments right there. Rock and roll, Kevin, rooting for you, brother. Um, in the boss, we have Diamond Mike USA, Maddie Leo, Jerry J22, and the pre-snap read. Shout out Maddie Leo, Ryder Bowl, which I know a lot of us are in. He's going to qualify for playoffs in this league. Moving on to Tim Couch, we have Nomad 1600, TK Legacy 15, and Feeling Dangerous DX. Uh, well done, guys. In my division, Tim Tebow, we have D Whitmore, Smoke Wagons, and Makers Mark IV. Those are three solid teams. They're going to make a little bit of noise in the playoffs, I'm pretty confident. In Tony Mandarich, we have J.M. Bone, Steph Lynn, and STL Tiger, who snuck in last week as well. Great season, guys. And Trent Richardson, we have the favorite team video game, who was undefeated for most of the year, just has one loss. Excellent team. Has so many times high score. This guy's definitely got to be considered a favorite moving into this. And then AWH6172 and Alzo, who also snuck into the playoffs at the last minute. Congrats. And then lastly, we have Trent Richardson, who had four teams score in the top 17. We have Sean Dugan, 10, Tommy Pickles, triple eight, Sorry Julio, and Falcon Griff, 24, who, again, all four of those teams are in the top 17 point total. That is an impressive division that nearly had five teams qualify. Also, shout out to uh, which division was it that almost had five teams as well, the one that my Uncle Greg was in, very nearly got five teams as well. Those are, there were some great divisions, some great a great season, guys. Looking forward to seeing who comes away with the win here. Uh, as a reminder, we're going to be doing this again next year. 
feel free to uh, holler at us on Twitter or on Sleeper or email or whatever to get in touch with us so we can get you signed up for next year. We're also going to be doing a best ball tourney, auction tourney, uh, guillotine leagues. We're going to be doing the work. It's going to be bigger and better next year. We can't say thank you enough for how much success this year has been. It's been so fun getting to know everybody and watching this huge tournament. Just so fun to see. So, again, thank you for listening to us. Thank you for participating with this. Get ready for next year. We're already starting. I'm getting ready to kick all y'all's butts next year. So, uh, yes, yeah, Scott, you're in, brother. Every, everybody, we'd love to have everybody back. Let's make it even bigger. Let's do this. You're muted again. So was that a second or third time? Second, I think. Right. That's pretty clean. Fair enough. Fair enough. Next year we're going to count how many times it happens for the season and give something away if you do it 20 times. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's too easy. 20 times? That's definitely like – that's really yeah. yeah. It's got to be like 50, 50 times, you know what I'm saying? Something like that. But, guys, tell everyone where they can follow you at. Give a little knowledge. Drop something because I've got something that I want to add that you guys don't know about. Check me out at View at 2-4. Weekly Start Sit article coming out uh, probably Friday evening, maybe Saturday morning. Um, hey, let's win some ships. Come on back next year. We'll have a lot more of variety for you guys that prefer different platforms. So a lot of fun stuff happening at Belly Up. We're adding a lot of new writers, so come check us out and see what they're putting out. A lot of, a lot of really talented people with a lot of really good input. So check us out at Belly Up. We're doing some things. Yeah, you can see me on Twitter at Real Ryan Hicks. Um, I will be focusing a lot on the playoffs this week, trying to make sure we have everybody caught up to date on the scores. I also will be doing an article about the teams with the matchups for the next two weeks, guys you want on your team for these two weeks, guys you don't, which week you want the matchup on. It's going to be a pretty in-depth article just touching on so-and-so's ranked eighth against the tight end. Uh, they're getting the eighth and 10th best ranked tight end defenses. So this is a tight end you're going to want the next two weeks, stuff like that. It's going to be a relatively big article. Um, and then, yeah, we're just looking forward to, I'm really looking forward to dynasty because that's really where I lived my life for most of my fantasy career. So that to me is the most exciting when you're not projecting them just for a year, you're having to make decisions that's going to affect you for the next five years. So it's a little more high risk. So it's going to be fun to kind of dive into dynasty and get we're going to really get in depth with these dynasty guys uh once we don't have games to go over and we can just really dig into the players for moving into next year i'm excited about it can't wait yeah man uh you can always follow me on twitter at belly up tom uh to see me talk about the eagles talk about Minshew, talk about trace mcsorley uh get blocked by local radio and nbc reporters uh it's good stuff it's it's pretty entertaining i think so yeah, apparently Ruben Amaro, if you guys know Philly sports, NBC guy. Apparently I'm blocked by him. I don't know what I did. But I'm going to try to get blocked by him too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also make sure you follow us at Belly Up Football. We brought in a lot of writers to Belly Up, uh, fancy and non-fancy alike. So uh, I know non-fancy-wise, uh, I've been in talks with a lot of these guys about draft uh, you know, articles. So expect a lot of NFL draft content to start coming out. Um, you know, very shortly here, once we hit playoffs, that's when they'll start kind of rolling here. So, uh, we got, you know, the off season is coming, but we're going to keep it just as active come off season. So there is uh, no off season. Exactly. There's no uh, season. Yeah, baby. Uh, obviously y'all can all follow me at Aggie Kappa Sig on Twitter. 
um, the Belly Up Fantasy Live Twitter account. Follow that. Belly Up Fantasy, Belly Up Football, anything Belly Up, follow it. We will be available. DM us. Um, what I wanted to mention was something that Ryan, for some reason, didn't consider when he was mentioning the 17 gajillion things that we're going to get involved in next year was, let's do this, guys. Us four, everyone knows what this league is, but they don't know how to get into a league that way. I'm talking about a vampire league. Us four, let's become a vampire. Invite our listeners to become members of this vampire league. We, as a conglomerate, are the vampire. We don't get to draft. We don't do anything until we beat a team round one, get to snipe a player from that team, and start building yes. our roster. So yes. everyone who listens to us, everyone that follows us, DM us, DM one of us, Vampire League, hashtag Vampire League, and we will get you in that next year to play against us. Yes. Ryan, what do you got, idea. brother? We also are going to be doing a pick'em league and an eliminator league. So really, if it's anything that's involved in fantasy, we're doing it next year. Every format, the Eliminators, the Guillotine, the Pick'ems, uh, the Works, we're going to be hosting all of these things. So if you, if you think you have a fantasy football league you want to try out, we're going to be hosting that league next year. Like we Make sure, league. everyone who's listening to, make sure if you are in the Belly Up Bowl this year, get with Ryan and Billy to get your spot locked in for next year. Get in the live chat that is on Sleeper because that will be your ticket to get into said personal vampire league with us. Let's go That's that way. Also, I don't, I can't believe I only mentioned it a couple times today, but next week is our huge giveaway. Tom, you, you promo the giveaway. I had to remind you of it. Guys, make sure real quick, last little bit, uh, follow us, whatever you're listening to us on. Um, make sure you're following us on either Twitter or Facebook next week. Big giveaway, multiple giveaways, actually, uh, thanks to some of our sponsors that, you know, we're, we're going to be giving away their products. Uh, so make sure on uh, BU, uh, fa- uh, what was it? BU Fantasy Live on Twitter or Belly Up Fantasy Live on uh, Facebook. Um, we're going to need you to, uh, follow us, um, be listening live next week, 8 30 PM Eastern time. When we go live, uh, you gotta be in the chat uh, and we'll have one more little thing that you gotta do once you're in the chat there. Uh, we'll let you guys know then. Um, but opportunity to win some stuff from Manscaped, from Kong beer bong, uh, and from Hoff and pepper. So make sure you are here next week. Guys. I'm pretty much, I'm spent tonight. Like I'll know, I was up till 2, or I was up from 2 a.m. Everybody, it's been a great show, great week. Love you guys. See y'all next week. Ryan. Championship week. Going down, Pinto. Ryan, you're going down, baby. We'll see see each other next week. We can rehash how it went. Let's do it. Everyone else, have a great night. Win your ship.
win it. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.